Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. The Big Guy Ryback feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the Big, the big Guy Ryback starts now welcome to conversation with the big guy ryback i am the big guy ryback and today i got filmmaker editor journalist youtuber he's johnny bravo tv on instagram ladies and gentlemen my conversation with john bravo how are you buddy can you hear me i can hear you how's everything over there is this recorded now or no we could talk normal no, I, I I record from the beginning. I got that actually. I always say the uh, I used to do it where I would uh, call and like just yeah. bullshit with the people before. Yeah, and I would it would end up like talking to people for like thirty minutes, and it would be the best part of probably the whole thing. Yes. And it was never recorded. And Mark Bell goes, he goes, man, you need to just fucking start recording from the beginning. Yeah. He goes, do your open. He goes, just tell them. He goes, if as you're talking. He goes, so yeah. you guys don't obviously, because sometimes when you are talking off air, you talk about things you won't talk about on the show, but. Of course. Yeah, no, that's true, though, because any other podcast I've been on, they, we always spoke beforehand, and actually you take, all your energy gets sucked out of you. Yeah. And then you say things that you you forget that you wanted to say later on, so it's always fresh. You know, it's always, always things that are fresh in the mind are the best. Even when I do, like, video interviews of people, I don't have them say a thing, and I never tell them the question. And as soon as we start rolling, that's when I what that's when I get it because I always want the freshest answer, you know, that hasn't yeah. been thought of prior. You know what too? I think it's because in like for me, and like and I have doctors on and stuff. When I have doctors on, I'm always like I'm always I don't want to say I'm nervous, but I like I got my my notes and because I want to make sure I get a really good conversation and big dumb wrestler, you're trying to in you know, <laughs> where you <laughs> just trying to mind my P's and Q's, but I always find though. That like when you when I first call people, I'm always very relaxed and laid back, and I think the people are also. But if yeah. you know you're recording, and then like you go, okay, now we're recording, and then I do like my open, and there it like it the whole energy changes, and it's like hundred percent. So this is just I since I started doing this just recently, and I'm like, man, I really dig this. So it's and it just comes off more comfortable. Well, I want to thank you for having me on. I we were you know. You, we were supposed to link up before, so finally getting to do it. I want to thank you. I really appreciate it. It's honor no, to be on. Thank you for doing it. It's for me, man. It's I try, I try to have all people from all different walks of life on. I got wrestlers and people, and that that's my bread and butter where I come yeah, from. Of but like, I love like I always like I love like what Joe does, Joe Rogan, when he because he 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 stays true to like his he loves the UFC and that stuff, but he talks and he like to regular people, to to informative people, to doctors and. I'm all like I'm like same way like I just like learning. I was like fuck if I'm learning, then the listeners are learning and the show's yes. evolved. You got to yes, add exactly. value to people's lives. I feel like you can't just bullshit with your friends forever. No, and it can't always be the same subject. You know, even mm -hmm. though you love wrestling, you'll always love wrestling. There's so many other different topics in life to talk about. You yeah. know, and, and people you know would love to hear different different things coming from. A wrestler. Don't so. tell that to wrestling fans, John Bravo. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Listen, the wrestling community is—I've never seen a more a bigger uh, group of hardcore fans than them. Because listen, when I when I broke that news about Roman Reigns, yeah. man, they got on me. They got on me like yep. things I've never seen in my life. 
I could see it from you when you were posting. And I, because yeah. I, I know we, everyone that's in this industry knows it WWE and UFC and MMA fans are the two. I would say they're neck and neck because I, I even feel I feel bad for the fighters because those guys, you know, you know, wrestling is entertainment and it, and it, it is physical and it, it kills your body in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. And what like those fighters go out there and like risk their lives and like sacrifice everything to go fight. And you have people that, you know, they lose one fight and they have, you know, a million people breathing down their necks telling them they suck or they're they're a loser or they're worthless. I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, it's that's, tough. That that's a that's a whole other level of like you know the uh, handling social media on that when you're out there fighting like that. So of but course, I saw that with uh and uh, and for the listeners out there, I did I wanted to kind of explain and I, and I did yeah. the open before I had you on and kind of told everyone that you filmmaker, editor, journalist, YouTuber, you you do a lot. Yeah, you, sometimes too much. <laughs> yeah, man, same here, man. It's yeah. Do you get sometimes? Do you find that like uh, I've read different books and. Yeah. audiobooks they talk about like focus on one thing but like i'm like gary vaynerchuk where i go fuck that i want to be good at a lot of things you know what the thing is i've always been the type of person to focus on a bunch of small like a few things right but really focus on them because just one thing i think you come sometimes you get burnt out from just that one yeah absolutely you know? so that so that's why i do a bunch of different things and i don't get burnt out from any of them but i mean it keeps me busy i mean i don't stop you know i'm pretty much on at 16 17 hours a day every day you yeah, know, but same, I man. think you have to, if you want to be successful in life, I think you really have to be that type of person who's willing to do that. Absolutely. And like you said, there's no like one correct way. And I, I think now, like if you're playing a sport, you have to, you know, you, you know, you're Kobe Bryant and you want to be the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, most of your time is, is going towards that, but that's like, that's what he wanted. And that's not necessarily the, that one thing doesn't apply to every human being. And exactly. if you want to do 10 things and be, really, really good at 10 things. And maybe you're not quote unquote, the greatest at any one particular thing. That doesn't mean you can't have the most amazing life ever and be awesome. Yeah. And you know what the crazy part is, and I think I'm experiencing this now is that when you do a bunch of different things, sometimes one of them ends up taking off in a direction that you didn't even expect. And it ends up taking over, you know, the other things. And that's actually what I'm going through now because I've been, I've been doing a lot of things. And then I just started doing this pranking thing and I never thought I'd do pranks in my life. You know, it was for the furthest thing from my mind. I like being behind the camera, not even in front of it, even on my own YouTube channel. And uh, I just started doing this with Cassidy Campbell. And I my saw, life yeah. now is completely changing another direction, something that I never expected, you know? Yeah, and I wanted to talk to you about that because, too, you're spot on with that. When you do multiple things, though, I think, but you you apply yourself and you put energy into to many different things. Like, you know, this podcast, for example. I started this. Yeah. I just wanted wrestling fans to know my real personality. Yeah. Because on TV, you're limited on what you, you got to read, what they want you to say. And and for me, this was never, when I started this, it was an entirely different show. And it wasn't like, I in my head at the time, I knew from business books, I wanted to tie a podcast was really important, tying everything with the supplements and with wrestling and where I wanted yeah. to go. But I didn't yeah. have a clear, clear necessarily vision. I just, I'm of the mindset, do it now, just fucking do it. And I just yeah. dove into it. But this ended up becoming one of the most valuable things that I've ended up doing helping me with my supplements is that is the most important thing for me long-term, but that happened to me with this, with this show and it changed and having access now to all these different people to talk to, but you with the Cassidy Campbell, that guy, I was just looking, you sent me the YouTube video today and and I highly recommend anybody to, to one, and we're going to talk about everything that you do to, to check these out because 
I'm watching this today, and it, it's Cassidy Campbell on YouTube, correct? Yes, it's Cassidy Campbell on YouTube. Yes. And I, I believe he has a, almost a million subscribers now that I saw. Yeah. And, and yep, you're yep, now on YouTube also, also, correct? Yeah, I, I actually started on YouTube as a fitness channel, and then it grew from that, and that, that whole channel turned into a filmmaking, reporting, journalistic yep. channel. And then me and me and Cassidy actually met because I was filming a, a skit for him. Never had the idea of doing any prank stuff with him. And then he saw that, like, I'm a funny guy. Like, we go out together, and I, I'm just a funny person. Just This is my personality. It's just a silly person, you know? Yeah. So he saw that in me. Uh, little did I know he was actually studying my personality. He went back home. He actually started a character based upon me and started going hitting on women in Whole Foods. Wow. He said that to me. I had no idea. I'm looking at him, I'm laughing my ass off. And I'm like, holy shit, Cassidy. Then he comes back. He's like, just John, I want you to do videos with me. And then it just started like that. And then, uh, his, you know, his fans ended up liking the character that I was playing. And we ended up doing like, uh, I think we've done six, seven videos now. And they've been going well. And, uh, you know, he's starting a separate channel for me just based upon that character. So, and he's going to promote that channel for me. Basically, he's going to basically be managing what I do as far as the prank side goes. And that, and you, are you John Bravo on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, I'm John Bravo on YouTube. Yeah. And yet, man, that's. Like, I didn't realize, like, I just got my YouTube channel going two months ago for the, like, I had it and I didn't do yeah. anything with it. I, yeah. and I, I kind of didn't want to be seen for a while with all my injuries and kind of laying low. And, yeah. and and then I was like, I didn't realize how important YouTube was in tying everything Super. together. It was the missing link for me. But to say you guys were doing, well, you guys have a fucking home run on your hands with those videos. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm watching that. And I watched today and Cassidy was doing the, the gay barber and, and, and he's calling the guy daddy and poppy all throughout yeah. it. And uh, I mean, there, I haven't seen one skit that he's done where I'm just like, Oh, that's horrible. And I'm not, I'm very positive anyways. Yeah. I'll find the good in anything. But if yeah. I see something I don't like, I just won't watch it. I was like, I watch this and I go, man, if this was on my fucking TV, like impractical jokers, yeah. I would watch this every single week. And you I would watch that. it over and over. Yeah, you know that's what that's what drew, that's what drew me actually to him because he used to make fitness videos back in the day. I wasn't a fan of the stuff he was doing. Then when he started this whole prank thing, I had a different respect for him. I respected him for the talent of being able to do all different characters, yep. and then also his work ethic. I mean, I saw the guy traveling and filming and editing. 24 hours a day wow. in a different city, traveling, driving around. He doesn't stop. I mean, the, the guy doesn't even go out to drink. He'd rather he'd rather do pranks and film and edit. I mean, that's just the type of person he is. And I have a work ethic like that, too. So that's why we work good together. And you guys, man, and because I'd seen his videos and saw him. And then because I learned of him through you. Yeah. And then you, though, and watching these videos with him doing the spoiled rich kid. And the, yeah. you are the perfect dad. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You know why I'm like that, though? Because my father was the biggest hard ass really? ever growing up. Yeah. So I basically took the way my father treated me. I treat him based upon that. And wow. so it's pretty natural for me to act like that because I just think of my father. That is, did you have, do you have any kids yourself or no? No, no kids. No. Same here. But you, like, it, that is, to be able to draw from that. It's yeah. so entertaining in the way you, you guys play off of each other. Like, it's do you guys rehearse this stuff very? Or do no. you go? It's, Basically, no. It's all improv. Basically, we just have a concept or an idea. Yep. We run with that concept. I think if you rehearse, I think that it won't come out as natural. I agree. So, and then you know from wrestling too. Do you guys rehearse each line? Is it is all the lines planned, or is it more of an improv? You go off an idea. So that's how it used to be. Yeah, off an improv, off an idea uh -huh. and bullet points. And then and now everything is very overproduced. 
Um, really? Which is why ratings, everything are down. It's a whole other story. Really? And, when did that change? Uh, once WWE really bought out WCW back in the day and there was yeah. no other competition, they overproduced and watered everything down and, and took really? control. Yeah. Because what happens is it prevents the guys from getting over like the guys used to and being yeah. as popular. And they and the brand is more over now than anything. But that's all kind of changing with the competition of this AEW promotion coming up. And things they're kind of having to restructure things a little bit. But they're, they're a publicly traded company. And they, they treat it almost more like acting. Yeah. Even though it's the, it, that kind of thing is it's tough, man. It, it, it's yeah. And I feel I, I look at it from both sides. Because they are, uh, they're a publicly traded company. They're a PG business, um, yeah. and for sponsors and the amount of money. Um, but from a wrestler standpoint, um, and a lot of the guys are very creative, like you guys. Like we, yeah. And it, it's it, so it could be kind of a very um, could be a tough thing once you're there and work there. You, you get used to it, but it's it could take some of the fun out of it for sure. Because just memorizing it, stuff is it's not. It's and the performance, the the natural reactions out of people, and if they if they're good at improv, you can get yep. amazing, amazing things out of that. It's even better. Like today, I'm watching the video you sent me of uh, when you guys go to the car dealership, yeah. to buy the car, and then after they had a couple clips where you <laughs> with the with the with the young ladies and uh, taking the getting to take a photo of the young ladies, yeah. and then Cassie comes up. <laughs> you guys just fucking get into it and start the 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 arguments are they're so believable. Like I yeah. actually really believe I'm watching father and son when I watch you guys, and I can suspend my belief. But when he when he when he made the reference to your best friend being Cialis and references to you being married because you're always hitting yeah. on the girls yeah. in a dad way. But then he goes, Dad, you have a boner. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> That's whatever. Listen, when he said that, because I didn't know. See, we don't know what each other is going to say. So when he said that to me, I have to do my best to not burst out laughing, too. Oh, I don't know, know how you tough. do Yeah, that's tough. That's the hard part, because you don't want you don't want to laugh, because then you're going to blow the entire prank. Absolutely. That's, you know, you guys, you guys hold it together that entire time. And then the. You guys have you have the the jacked muscle guy carrying around the briefcase. Eric, he's a big fan of yours, by the way. Ah. Huge. He's a huge wrestling fan. You're one of his favorite wrestlers ever. When I told him I was coming on on this, he's like, "John, no, my God, no way! You don't understand how big of a fan I am." <laughs> That's awesome. Tell him I said thank you, and I could, I could tell him thank you here on the air. The uh, that's uh, that's always really cool to hear that. That's yeah, up. the choke, the choke he did. You saw the choke he did. Yeah, he <laughs> you guys were walking by the restaurant, and then your yeah. daddy put his hands up. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the the reaction. Do you guys how how far away? Like, how do you who do you have filming this? Because I mean, the cameras you guys are using too are. Like, you know what's yeah top notch like, production. The guy's like a ninja man, and I call him a ninja because the way he hides that camera, you can't tell there's a camera, and it's not a small camera. So it's not even as small as like a DSLR camera, just like a regular mirrorless or yeah. DSLR camera. So actually a little bit bigger. He hides it in between his clothes. He pretends he's on the phone. <laughs> All the pranks we've ever did, never once has somebody seen the camera. It's pretty amazing what he does. And that's why he's so invaluable. And I tell that to Cassidy all the time, and he knows it. The guy is like a magician, really is. He's really important. And he travels with Cassidy. His name is Semi, actually. Okay. He, he's been with Cassidy almost from the beginning. And he's been doing all his pranks, so he's like super awesome at doing it. It's yeah, definitely a skill. Absolutely, and I, like the production though, just watching. I feel like I, when I'm watching that on your, I go, man, yeah. the, everything. This feels like a TV show to me. 
Yeah, see, that's, you know, the craziest thing, getting together with Cassidy. Now, the videos that I've been in with him, I've been able to edit on my own. So, like, I edited that video that you saw today, this morning, and I have a background of editing, doing uh, production. Yep. So, for me, editing this stuff is like cake compared to the stuff I really have to do. Yeah. So, I add the element to it to make it look more like a TV show. And I think it, I think it works really well with it. It does. You're doing a great job at that. Have you got, like, have... Are you guys, you guys are getting over a million views on some of these, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, his channel average is like 500,000 a video. It's yeah. Insane. It's insane. The video right now has been out for two hours. And I think real time, because you guys can't see real time, you have to have the YouTube app to be able to see real time. It has nearly over like 130,000 views speaking now, just over a couple hours. That's huge, because that's yeah, just going to keep amazing. snowballing. And that's, that's, what we, that's why we got to get you on it. Imagine getting you in. I love so by the in just talking to you and I yeah. seeing cat I so this and a lot of people have a hard time with this. This is why I did this show because mm -hmm. I'm very sarcastic and I live to laugh. So yeah. and a lot, but I think a lot of people get all caught up because I can I could be the big badass and play that yeah. very well and do that. And I yeah. really do have <laughs> I'm very as funny and, and nice as I am. I can yeah. I could be a real asshole and be yeah. really angry. And I think. Yes. That sometimes when you're able to do that can kind of where people can't see you in any other light where, so for me, I, I watched this show. I was like, this is all stuff I would love doing. Cause I was just telling you when we talked before and I've, I've, I've forever wanted to get something to go record people and do interviews with people fucking leaving their shopping carts out and literally yes. try to get in their heads and actually have an interview with them. Like what's going through their heads, why they, why they feel the need to be able to fucking leave the shopping cart out. And then just again, improving and just going off of their reactions and, and nobody's exactly. going to want to fight me. And <laughs> no, no one's, no one's going to come near you. That's the funny part about it. And the thing is, you know, with the prank stuff, and I was talking to just Cassidy earlier, and I don't know if this translates to wrestling, which I'm sure it does. The more you get to know somebody, like me and Cassie were friends prior to doing this, right? We became friends. So we knew each other. So the more you know each other, the more comfortable you are with them, mm -hmm. the better the acting becomes because you're completely comfortable. And I can't imagine doing this kind of work with people you don't get to know. So like if we did a prank with you, we'd hang out for a couple days, go yeah. out to dinner, go to stores, get to know each other well. So when we do do the pranks, it comes out really well. And now I don't know how that translates to wrestling. I'm sure it does with the people you're working with. Absolutely. You know, too, like the guys and like what they do is like before you go into like a program with somebody and like have a big match on pay-per-view, usually what you'll do is like you'll wrestle on live events that aren't televised. Yes. And so you can get some chemistry with the guys because it, in wrestling, there's some guys that you just don't click with as well as others. And it, it's a weird thing. But and again, it, it all just kind of depends on, on, on the guy, how big they are, how good they are. And, and whatnot. So it's, it's, you guys are smart doing that. And cause like I tell people too, like my, my first, when I debuted in WWE as Ryback, I had to wrestle guys I'd never met before on TV. Yeah. They yeah. were local enhancement talent guys. I would hang out with them all day at TV before yeah. so that they felt comfortable because I knew I had to go out there and fucking murder them to get over and like mm -hmm. in a, in a safe working way, but I wanted them to trust me that I wasn't going to hurt them. So I would eat with them and the other wrestlers would joke that I was having my la their last fucking meal with them before I'd go fucking slaughter them. <laughs> and I, I, but it was really to form chemistry and trust because I was relying on those guys to go out there and make me look good because I'm brand new and we never met each other until that fucking day. So it, it's you're, you're smart doing that. Yeah, I think that's the smartest way to do it. I, just because it's tough, you know, not knowing somebody and being able to go out there and, and do things like that. If you don't know them, 
it's tough to do it, you know? Even we got, we, I don't know if you saw my store, we had a midget doing some pranks with us. I did. I was going to do because at your house, you have a, you have a, you have a house there of, of filled with many different types of people. <laughs> right now, they're all, let me tell you something. I'm used to being alone. Nobody in my house. I'm alone. I'm the same. I do work, yeah, I do work 24 7. The only time people are here, if I'm dating a girl, she's here. If not, there's nobody in my house, you know? But this week we've been filming so much. So we had Eric Konevsky here. We had Cassidy. We had the we had the midget Joe, which is he's awesome. And then we also had his camera guy Semi here. So I've had a, five guys in my house. I'm used to only women in here. So I got I'm worried about cleaning up after them. A mess <laughs> here, a mess there. So it's something I'm not used to. You know, but I could, it's, been, it's worth it though. I, I could definitely. I, I hope they're 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 keeping the place somewhat clean. I saw the the little was it Eric? You said the other yeah the, Eric the big he, the big the big guy. No, the little, the, um, Joe, Joe, the midget. Yeah. Joe, Joe, the midget eating your protein. Yeah. You, yeah. He stole all of them. He kept on eating them all day. (laughs) That was a real thing. I go, cause I go, oh man, I'd be hot if he ate all my fucking protein bars. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. Mark Wolfliner. He's a cool guy. He sent me whole boxes of them. So I didn't mind him stealing any, but the funny part about it was Joe, you know, the the midget, I, I told him, I go, listen, do you, can I say that word? You know, because I don't want to say it, offend somebody. You know, it's like, John, you could say it. I know some people get offended by it, but I don't get offended by it. So say it as much as you want. Because I'm like, if I'm doing a prank with you, too, midget sounds funnier than saying dwarf. Absolutely. absolutely. You know? That's how you know if like, someone's cool when they're just laid back and they don't get offended over stuff. Oh, he's a, he's, a, he's such a cool guy. He and it, What's crazy is he lives in Arizona. We had just met this past week. So he's definitely going to be a friend of mine. We were playing Madden last night, you know, all night. So, Oh, man, fun. that's great. Did you have before? Because I remember seeing something. I don't. Did you have a deal with with the the Mark Lobliner guy before? No, I never did. I actually just do promotion. I don't even do. I don't do any paid promotion for anybody. Okay. Just Mark is just a friend of mine. Or no, I, did you have a beef with him? I met before. Yes, we had. We hated each other. Really? Because when that whole WFM thing came out. He was doing some work for Richard Rodriguez, who was in prison now, okay. who owned WFM. And then when Richard came on and released some of the orders of clients, he was one of them. Yeah. So even though technically he worked, um, you know, he did work for Richard. I don't know if he actually took the substances or not. I didn't report on, on that stuff. I, I could just go by the facts that I saw. Yeah. And he had a problem with me then. And the funny part is I was a fan of his prior to that. And I tried to tell everybody, you know, when I was <laughs> doing that work, I was trying to tell everybody, listen, guys, some of you guys I'm fans of, and yeah. I know you're going to be offended by this work that I'm doing, but I don't, you know, and I understood why they would be mad, but it wasn't supposed to be personal with them. I didn't try to target them, but it was an opportunity that I had to do a story on something that nobody else had the opportunity to do. Yeah. So how could I not take it? And then look, look, it ended up helping me so much. So it's hard. I think, you know, it's hard. You got to make decisions in life, you know, especially if you if you want to do things in your career, uh, it's not going to make everyone happy, but you got to do the things you got to do. I just think you got to be respectful of people. And I'm not a bad person. You know, I care about people. Sometimes I care about people too much, Yeah. you know, and it wasn't personal. And then Mark actually uh, came to Arizona one day. He was here. He, he texted me and he's like, John, listen, uh, you want to meet up for dinner? We met up at the restaurant. We had a great time, great conversation. He saw the person I am. I saw the person he was. We shook hands and we've been friends since. Yeah, that's tough when when you're like with your reporting things. Yeah, where and and that because that's like something I I didn't ever want to get when I started doing the show. I just never yeah. wanted to go down that road because it is a tough thing. Even even if you're reporting facts, yeah, it can because what's going to happen is people are going to take it personally, one, yeah, the, one way or the other. It's just exactly. kind of a it. But there is there is a a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. 
for sure. Which, which, which is why, and people gave me shit about it. You know, when I did the reports on all that stuff, uh, the evidence that I had on Mark Wahlberg and Roman Reigns at that time wasn't enough for me to say they did it yeah. or they ordered from there. Even though I had some evidence, I was waiting on for more. I was waiting on more evidence than I could properly report. I thought to me, I did my job. I said, "Hey guys, I looked at the statements that." The person made on my channel. Yep. I went investigated up and down. There wasn't enough evidence. So I'm not going to say 100% this person ordered because I just don't think it's right to do that. And I got shit for it and I was surprised I did. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what happened. Well, a lot of things. So, like, and then from doing the, this show, uh, there's been so many things, especially early on, where like a lot of things would get taken out of context or people, people just want to be angry in general. So, what happens, even if you do a great job and thoroughly explain something, especially with like in, in the wrestling world, yeah. It's going to go unheard and the people yeah. are just going to read a headline on a dirt sheet site and yeah. the headline will, it, it could be a complete lie. And, yeah. but then they, all of a sudden they, everyone just wants to be angry and someone will read a headline and the headline can be completely false and not be anything that you accurately put out. And then yes. those people are going to instantly start attacking and they're not going to actually go and watch the, the, the 15 minute video or the 30 minute video. They're just, cause they're too, they don't, they don't apply themselves like that. They just exactly. get angry and they lash out. And that's part of the, another problem uh, with things in social media and whatnot. But you, I've seen everything you do. You do a great fucking job with everything. Cause I've seen it like with, with the reporting, like I've, I've had, I block people. I don't want to see, I don't, I don't yeah. shit talk. I just, I just block the things I don't want to see, and like the the fitness industry and supplement industry, I have it's a tough. lot of fucking beefs. I like I I and it's I have to just kind of I know what I want to do in my mission and what I'm doing, and I just try to focus on that. But like I've seen guy like there's a I had to block him that Nick Strength and Power dude. Like, yes, I, Nick I, Strength and Power. Yeah, really, you you guys had beef, really? He's no, a wrestling fan. Well, the, the guy. No, I had I've never even met the guy. I didn't know no, yeah. know anything about him. And yeah. I did an interview with this Chris Van Vliet. He's another guy. He's like, he hustles and he interviews yeah. like celebrities and wrestlers. Yeah. He travels all over. Yeah. I do this sit down interview with him here in Vegas. And he had mentioned something about steroids. And, yeah. and I said, no, I don't do steroids. And I've been on, and I've, been, I've talked about it a million times on the show. I've been on TRT since I was 28 and yeah. like I'm anti-steroid. I, and I did them yeah. from 20 to 24 mildly. And I did yeah. Andro and they, from cause fucking Mark McGuire. Yeah. That's what they promoted. And I remember buying Andro and 19 nor and my test levels got too. fucked up I, from I that point. That too back. I was, I think I was first year of college. So yeah. College. But that was my generation. And that's why I'm so passionate about doing natural supplements, things that work that have actually helped me because this shit fucked me up at a young age and fucked up my natural testosterone yes. and it never came back. And it happened to a lot of kids in our generation yep. from all these shitty companies and different things. But that Nick guy, like, and I'd seen, like, I could tell, see, I, I could tell instantly and just by, by energy yeah. and language, somebody, he does shit for money in my opinion. And that where he's just going for YouTube for like, he'll put out and he'll put things that are deceiving and, he did a video from my interview with that guy and saying that I'm claiming I'm natural and in all this, it was a video to like make people get angry at me. Yeah. yeah and it was just, I go, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, so I, you never technically claim that you're natural. You've been saying you're a TR on TRT. Yeah. TRT. And TRT is a completely different thing, obviously, than anything else. But 
people don't understand it. So basically, because of that interview, people had the assumption that you've never touched anything in your life. Yeah, and, but, and the, the thing was, and Nick doesn't do his homework, where I've talked yeah. about it from on interviews and on this show, where I've explained yeah. this. Like, I'm the one guy I fucking just say, I don't have no fucking shame. I, I've, like, yeah. I, I talk about everything. And, it's, yeah. and I was like, man, and just right then, I was like, you don't do your fucking homework. And he took a clip of one little thing that the guy asked that had nothing to do with the whole interview that we were doing. And I just answered it because he, like, he was asking me if I was on steroids. Like yeah. now, or like, and I go, no, I'm not on steroids. And that was in the, the interview just kept going on. We didn't get into, I didn't break it down and we didn't go further because it was a wrestling thing. And then yeah. Nick just took that and then started creating all this shit out. I just go, fuck off, block, you're done. Like a guy oh, like wow. that, I won't even give a second chance because I just don't, I just don't think you're worth it. It just bothers me when people are like that, do shit for money. And yeah. It's, and, 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 yeah. Are, and everyone has their own thing, but I'm like really, I like that kind of stuff. I just think, I, I hate when people do stuff to, that will drive hate towards you when it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, that's why, you know, I, I've, I've always had, I never had issues with Nick. He's always been really nice to me, but I think in general, I think when anyone's reporting anything, I think that they really need to do their due diligence. Mm -hmm. I learned my lesson, you know, even that, but I did my due diligence, but I learned my lesson in the words I use and the way I carry myself and the way I say things. I'm extremely, extremely careful because you can ruin people's careers. Yeah. And you can ruin people and cause major problems for them because anyone could start. This is the thing. I, this is, I think, the thing is the most dangerous about YouTube and social media in general. There could be somebody who gets one or two viral videos. They yep. end up with a channel with hundreds of thousands of, of viewers and they can go and spit out any information they want and cause real damage to people's reputation yeah. and their lives. It happens. Well, that happened to me in wrestling. Yeah. With when I left WWE and, and I, again, I had to get an attorney. I had to get, and I've talked about it on here. There were like, they were, I don't know. There was a, this organization, this publication, the sportster where there was, I don't know if it was like, there was like 15 or 20 articles in total, just all negative Rybacks. The worst for meet and greets Ryback treats people like assholes, all this character stuff that wasn't true by this thing. And it was when I left and it was because I was doing a lot of independent shows and a lot of meet and greets. And yeah. anyone who's ever been to them knows exactly the truth and how I am. And that that's not the case. So all this weird stuff started coming out. And I had to get them all taken down. I had to get an attorney and got them all taken down. But like dirt sheet wrestling sites will do that where they can just put out anything. And they're doing it solely for clicks and for money. And yeah. they'll make up something. And it happened. It's really, really. It's, wrestling's probably the number one thing it's the worst in. Because the people that report it have no no journalistic background whatsoever. Exactly. In which it's a really dangerous thing. And that's why like, I think just in general in, with social media, people, I, that's what I always tell people. I was like, man, if you report stuff, just do it the right way. Like if you're reporting facts, that's cool. And you know. It, it's yeah, but you know what? The, like you said before, a lot of people do things and they the way that they title things and put thumbnails. Yeah. It's meant for clicks because yep. it. And unfortunately, you know, most people uh, are motivated by making money. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I've never been motivated. That's obviously if you could make money, that's a bonus. But it's never been what motivated me. I think always motivation has to come from a deeper part of you in order to do something good. You know, to be good in anything in life, I think your motivation has to come from somewhere else, not just money. Because when it's only money that you're motivated by, you can do things like these types of things that we we're just talking about. Absolutely. And I, that's, and I think the real greats, and that's how people that you, when you continue to just have that drive and hunger, it comes from more than just wanting money. And there's always yeah. there's a deeper meaning. But for a lot of people, like in the, with the social media stuff too, I think it's, 
it's that's their source of income and and, that, and it's it's just a different thing and it's something and there's no regulations and there's no rules on it really yep i don't know that's why it's just it's just bad yeah, it just happened i don't know if you uh if you watch that much youtube fitness stuff but there's a guy named kenny ko and he uh, he basically made a video going off some girlfriend who basically said larry wheels beat her up okay i have heard of that guy yeah, yeah, he made a video, hundreds of thousands of views, and he basically almost ruined Larry Wheel's reputation. In the meantime, it looks like Larry Wheel's never did anything. It was a jealous girlfriend, and she came out wanting to ruin, ruin his name because she was jealous that he found somebody else. Like stuff like that is that. I mean, you 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 can sometimes not recover from that at all. Of course, of course, sometimes it can bury your entire career. Oh man, I. I... And the problem is, back in the day. People who weren't qualified to do things didn't have an outreach to reach people. Yeah. Now, like I said, you can get one or two videos. They get viral. They get 5 million, 15 million views. Okay, And hitting a viral video on YouTube is like like a lottery. Yeah. You can get one. If you put enough videos out, eventually you're going to get one that catches it right. You get millions of views, and then you have a huge channel, a huge outreach. In the meantime, you weren't even qualified to do it. That's so true. And it, it, it's yeah. like stuff like – and then if the – like you just saying that, I just remember hearing that. I never heard that the the that other part of it because I wasn't never looking for it. But I heard the negative stuff on them. Yes, and, and you I heard I, all the negative stuff because it went everywhere. Yeah. But you didn't hear the part where, hey, it looks like the guy never did anything. If you look at the police report, there was no police report. They never came and arrested anybody. You know, it's just it's just hard, and and the things like that can happen to people, ruin their career, damage them. And now when people think of that person, I'm like, oh, the guy who beat up his girlfriend, but he never really did. Yeah, that and it's in a lot of that too. The the hate will last for a, that that can last for years with some people with a lot of that and hundred percent. He goes and you know what he does he digs ex girlfriends of people who are popular and famous and he gets them on his channel to talk crap about them. Oh, that's yeah. that's not yeah. Uh, that's a whole so other that, thing. And, and he does it because he knows he's getting the clicks and he's getting the views. And you know YouTube is huge money. You ha you you know you started up your YouTube channel again. But people who are huge on YouTube, they make tens and twenties and thirty thousand dollars a month. Easy. Yeah, see, that's what I didn't realize with YouTube because I just never, never paid attention. Like I don't, I never was big into social media until yeah. I tell people on this, like WWE and my Instagram. I, I wish to God I, I made that in 2012 when I debuted in WWE. I didn't make yes. it till my last eight months on the road up there till I left wow. because wow. They, the social media team and I had Twitter, never used Facebook and Twitter. I would use sometimes, but I, I didn't, I would go months without using Twitter at times. And like I, that, and I was reading business books and then I kept reading all this stuff on social media and I was like, but I'm looking at it from being on TV. I didn't want to be exposed to that shit because I was just happy not being on it because of the hate that you can get and all course, that. Yeah. And it would just stay focused on my job. I'm fucking making yeah. great money. None of that mattered. But then when I decided to go into business, everything, all of a sudden, the social media became the number one fucking thing. And I, I spend yeah. hours on it every day and, and waking up early and being very interactive and commenting and, and growing everything. And I didn't like YouTube, man. I because I just never I'd always heard, but I never like really just absorbed the information of how much money there oh, was it's to make. Huge. I mean, you have a million subscribers on YouTube. I mean, you could make anywhere between twenty and forty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that's like just hearing on that. On just and I'm talking just on ad revenue. You're yeah. not talking about merchandise or selling sponsored ads or nothing like that. I mean, it's a huge, huge business, you know. So that's why you end up with people like Kenny KO. 
See, that's what that's to me like when the guys like that, like there's just there's another he there's another way to do it. hundred percent. You know what? A lot of times people, like I said, remember earlier, you're not qualified to do something. You know, not everyone's meant to do certain things. I yeah. think you have to take whatever you're talented with yep. and run with that. A lot of people want to get famous on gimmicks. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem we have in society today. See, go is women. They all model themselves after Kim Kardashian because what did she get famous on? A yeah. gimmick. It's it's a different thing. Like it's also new too with all of this. Like and now and there's kids and everyone they're being raised on this. Of course, they they all look for the quickest gimmick to make yeah, themselves that is. famous. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you see, but, it's just you, different. you see each other sharing each other's pictures on Instagram and it's girls half naked. You know, and I don't, I don't. I mean, all of us guys, we love looking at it, right? But do you really want your daughter doing that just to get famous? No. You know? Yeah. And guys do it, too. It's not just women. Guys do it, too. They do Absolutely. anything that's a gimmick to get themselves attention is the way they look to do things now. Instead of concentrating on learning a skill, developing a skill, and being great at something, and being famous for being great at something, they look for the easy way out. Yeah, it's just it's just a different thing. And I, I don't know... I always sound like, and from having different people on and different books that have helped me, like I try to just focus on the good for me now and, and just things I like. And But there's so much in just seeing this and what people like the fitness industry to me, that's one thing. Like I've always been passionate about supplements. I started like with my mom had supplement like herbs and things in the house yes. when I was 12, 13 years old and really yes. getting into working out. And I remember then in growing up in AOL, you know, the internet then becoming a thing. <laughs> I remember. Yes, 100%. And then started looking on, I was so obsessed with health and fitness and wrestling. All I would do is look up all this information on health, fitness, and, and wrestling. And, and me too. And that me was too. what my life is now, but, yeah. but that's what I'm passionate about in, yeah. in things of that nature. But I see like with social media now too, there's people and like, there's people like the steroid thing is, is a major problem. I think it's, it's gonna, a huge, it's a huge problem because so much misinformation, yeah. so much abuse and information that's so damaging to people and giving things to people that they are, that is not needed. You know, no. it can just hurt people. And I think that's the most dangerous thing about it because the things you hear people are taking, I'm like, Oh my God. Yep. That's you what, know? well, you got, so and there's a lot of people now people are making money off their physiques now. Uh, and and anyone can do it where, and then you got people saying that they're quote unquote natural or they don't, because why would they say they're taking something if they're trying to they're make money? They're trying to sell training or they're trying to trade supplements, supplements yep. and they want to say that, Hey, I'm natural. I don't do anything. And the, the, the training programs I'm selling you or the supplements I'm selling you is the reason why I look the way I look. And yeah. you know what the thing is? Anyone who knows anything about fitness knows we all know yep. that it's bullshit, but the general public is naive. There's enough people out there that will buy it that will make them money. Of and, course. And it's it's a different thing. And I like that's like I I loathe this. This is why I got into this. And but I, I don't want it like I told people they go, why don't you do fitness expos and things? And I and I'm very on I go, I don't want to be around all these fucking drug using motherfuckers. And yes. I, I don't but now at the same time, and I've grown my business tremendously online and with marketing online. Yeah. I believe that if, as long as I know in my head and my vision, I know what I'm doing. I don't even have to do that because that can, that's just more of an ego thing. I think I think yeah. I do, but I do think it is a good way to, to get out there and get exposure, but I'm very big on staying true to myself. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be around all these motherfuckers all day long and no judge. Like it's hard. And I talked to CT Fletcher last week about yeah. this. I was like, I've really had to try to learn to like, not be mm -hmm. judgmental to people like that, but I take it so personal because I have, I'm so competitive too. Yeah. That, and I, I'm just like, fuck. And, but you can just see the bullshit on some of it. And it's like, 
It's all around in the supplement you see, industry. And you know what the problem is, Ryback? They see a guy like you, right? And they're like, oh, he must be on so much stuff, right? But the I, yep. thing is they don't understand the key factor. Genetics is the biggest key factor. Absolutely. In, in the way you look and the way your body responds to training, the way it responds to supplements, the tra- way it responds to diet and drugs. Somebody your size, you would look at you, right? If you said you're only on TRT, they'll say, no way. There's no way yeah. in hell you can get like that. But they don't understand it's possible because of your genetics. And, and, that's what, different. and that's why I get angry with it too, though, is because I'm not that, but I'm fighting that fight. And that's what – and I tell people like that's what it, it's been a harder fight for me, and it's finally turned the corner. But I go and like because for me the supplements I created these. I started making my own supplements because WWE implemented a drug testing policy, yes, and I, I had to be very very careful on yep. what I started taking. And I'm very I can't I hate aspartame and sucralose, and no yep. companies use stevia or monk fruit hardly because it's a lot more expensive and it's harder to, to sweeten with. So, but I started making this shit back my beginning days in WWE before I'd even made it big and to actually, and I work out for hours a day. I was investing. I go, I would spend all my money I was making in developmental on supplements and trying different things and natural herbs because I've always been very health conscious. And so for me, it's a whole different mindset. And I tell people, I go, look at the labels. I said, look at what I'm using in my supplements. And I go, and you, and I go, and how much ingredients I'm actually using. And, And I go, look at other labels. And then I go, you'll fucking have a better understanding of kind of what we're doing with this and where I'm going. But it's it's a fight because it's getting past that visual people see me. I'm a 290-pound guy. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and now I, I look, and, I, and however, and I, I have a, the, the, the face of a wrestler and yeah. whatnot. So it's like fighting that stereotype, fighting the bodybuilding supplement stereotype. Yes. And it, But it's I, that's why I do what I do is so people can actually hear me speak. Yeah, and you know, it's amazing you say that because you know the bodybuilder Kevin LeBron. Mm-hmm. He's a friend of mine that I got to know a little bit, and he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet if you've ever A lot of them are – like I know Jay out here, and they're all like extremely very nice. But the thing is with Kevin, he's been accused of taking so much stuff because he looks the way he does, yeah. and they want to forget about the key factor about his genetics, right? So whatever ever he told people he took, no one ever believed them, right? Well, when I was doing this case on WFN – he was one of Richard Rodriguez's clients, yep. and I saw his protocols and all of everything that he's ordered. And you know what? The dosages were so tiny, and they were exactly what he said. So it shows you there. I saw it in my own eyes. I have it all in front of me here. That's exactly what he took. So everyone thinking, you know, they have to take all these things, which that's a thing. Some people without the genetics need to take all that to yep. get like him. And you know what? Most of the time they won't get like him. And they end up killing themselves yeah. in the process to try to get like that. Well, that's a great point you make because in, in Lee Priest talks about this too. Well, the guys that was like yes. Sean Ray and because guys from that generation, and I think it's been an escalation. And this is the problem. This is my my whole thing with bodybuilding, and I've talked about it on here. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger for his mindset and work ethic to, for wanting to be successful in his drive. Yes, and he came up in the period where steroids were legal, and those guys never went crazy and they wouldn't take him all year round. You see photos of Arnold looking fucking completely normal. And then they would take a little bit, but it was all about the training and the diet and that stuff was around. But here's the problem with me for me with bodybuilding is you have promoters. Everyone's wanting to make fucking money. So they don't give a shit about it. It's like wrestling and all Uh this fighting. No, none of them give a fuck about the people that are doing it and everybody will do whatever it takes to be famous or whatever. And you know what the most dangerous thing with that is? You just said it. 
They back in the day when Arnold used to be doing stuff, taking steroids, he would be on for a certain amount of time, yep. come off, let his body recover. And you've seen pictures of him skinny. Yep. Nowadays, think about it. Social media really got big. Instagram really got big around 2012, yep. right? So a lot of these guys who look huge all year round. They can't huge. come off. It's their identity. They never they can never come off, right? And that's why they're dropping like flies, unfortunately. Yeah. I hate to say it. But a lot of them are end up damaging themselves because they don't ever want to be seen small because they feel the pressure of always having to show themselves a certain way daily, all day on social media. We've never seen that before. No, so what's going to happen to all these people? We don't know. And that's why I always promote. I'm on TRT. I've been on TRT for six years, which is basically 200 milligrams of testosterone a week. Yep. And I but prior to doing that, I was always really small naturally. I was about 150 pounds naturally. Now I'm about 210 pounds at six foot tall. And I gained that because I was actually low testosterone my whole life. I never knew it until my 30s. Yeah. Once I once I got on testosterone, my body built like a man because I was technically more of a man because I had testosterone in me. That, and it, yeah. it helped my life. But slowly I was over I was I was able to build. I'll never be 300 pounds, but I don't want to be 300 pounds. But it made me more of a man, right? I was able to build myself to look better than I ever have and slowly build it better as each year comes and not damage myself. Yeah, but you're healthy and you're tested. See, a lot of people have that misconception too when they hear TRT or testosterone replacement therapy. It's keep, and there's different, and there's guys, and I've heard like in like the Mark Lobliner guy say he does 300 milligrams. He's going over TRT doing that. Most people, they, anything over 200 is typically, yes. and, and, and now again, was, now people metabolize testosterone differently. differently. And yes. so there, there are rare cases, but yes. typically I've any, anywhere from 100 to 200 milligrams is, is the norm, yes. I would say, depending, yes. and you get that through blood work, but your levels are tested. And then the, usually you want to be in that mid normal range or upper mid, mid high normal range. You yeah, know. mine is that when I do 200 megs a week, 200 megs is around 800 to 950 tops. That's yeah. what mine is at, yep. which is which is the highest end of the high. Yeah, and that comes down as the week is, is goes yeah. on. Obviously, doing exactly. with the way that metabolizes, but exactly <clears throat> what's happened. And I said in, in bodybuilding is the this thing. I love that drug testing, is, like in WWE, and there's obviously things going on, and we we can get into this. But the with bodybuilding that you brought up a great point in. These guys, it used to be about the training and the diet, and it, now it's about the drugs and people are staying on year round with social media and exposure. They don't want to, they, they don't have the mindset yep. to come off. But what's happening is, is the guys, if, and this kind of started, this happened with Ronnie and Jay. Jay doesn't have Ronnie's genetics. Ronnie, to me, and if he was truly natural when he broke into bodybuilding, which everyone, it, it seems to say he is. And everything he said when he yeah, first started. Yeah, that's exactly what I heard too as well. Yeah, and I haven't seen anything ever where anyone's had a, a really good argument against it yet. Maybe the the greatest natural physique I've ever genetically, he's, that's ever been given to a human being. And then obviously once he made the switch over, he then in, instantly became the best. And Jay and him really upped the ante, but the guys were doing it before then. And what happens is, is like in that game, there's no... If if competitor A is number one and he's doing this, he doesn't have to do that much. And but then there's guys that want to be number one and they don't have the genetics for it. And then they start taking more drugs and more. That's that's the way you win that or you can win that because and like it happened with Ronnie and Jay where Jay upped everything to fucking finally he had to because yep. that's what he wanted. He wanted to be the best and that. So it's a very dangerous game and like we saw it with the Dallas is um Dallas McCarver yes. And then I'd heard the things that that guy, that young kid was doing. 
And he dated he dated one of the WWE, Dana Brooke there, who's a great girl. But that kid, he wanted to, quote unquote, be the best. He was doing things that were probably who 20, 30 times what Kevin Lavroni was doing. And yeah, of course. Yeah. You saw in his blood work uh, that when, well, in his, when his uh, coronary, uh, cor- the coroner's report came out, uh, they showed his testosterone level. And I don't remember the exact thing. It was thing, ridiculous. So look, so. But I remember it was like 25 or 100 times the amount of like a normal human. Or yeah. I remember exactly what it was. So, yeah. And look how young he was. Yeah. You know, and it's sad. It's unfortunate, but that's where, like when Arnold Schwarzenegger said he he believes there should be drug testing and bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and then and, but people to me bodybuilding if they went to that, what would happen is you would get the people with the best genetics would do it, and they would still look fucking amazing. But what would happen? And it would weed out the people that don't belong in that industry. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It would be more mainstream, and they would actually make more money long term. But what they're looking at the short game, and they don't give a shit about anybody's health. And they're well, we can't take any steps back. If they would take those steps back, and, and the physiques would not look exactly like they do now, but the cream of the the crop would still rise, and they would actually be way more mainstream with the, in being public about the drug testing and actually legitimately doing it. It would clean up the entire industry and weed out the people, the pretenders, and that, and it would it would be people could then be famous doing health and fitness. Of in, course, the right way, the right because way. you know what, the genetics are going to be the most important yes. thing then. Because that's then you put exactly you nailed it. The focus is on the genetics and the training and yeah. the diet. You know what it is. People people see people and they don't want to believe that hey nope. that person was created differently than me. Yeah. Some people are just meant to do things that others are not. Yeah. And they think that you know what there's drugs that means I can take as much as I yep. want and I will look like that. And, and there's they, no skill they, in that. Yes. That they, they they refuse to believe that God built them a certain way. And that's just the way it is, man. Some of us are meant to do things in life that others are not. Yeah. Just like Michael Jordan's meant to play basketball and be the best ever. And, and not baseball. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when he went to baseball, what happened? Exactly. But that's the thing. And that's what it's just, it's God. And I just look at it and it's, and I talk about it just, and it's all, with all due respect, it's just a, I look at things with the intention, there's a good way to do business in a bad way. And I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately, do the bad way with like the promotions and whatnot. And it just it eats away at me because I was like, man, we're capable of so much more. It's just it's just the way life is and whatnot. But I was like, that's why I was like, fuck, focus on what I'm doing, put out good, try to to try to help show people that like, all my success was without that stuff. So I like yeah. that you don't need that. And but again, it comes down to work ethic and drive, and not everyone has that. And it it's oftentimes a lot easier just to stick yourself and then. Go the other way, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and you know what? I think just as more time goes on now, so like I was saying, you know, before, the more that time goes on and people are sticking to doing the things that they honestly are abusing themselves doing, I think more people are going to unfortunately get hurt. And yep, it's gonna, I agree. It's gonna things are. Things, I think eventually things will change when they see these things types of happen, but you never know, man. Everyone wants the clicks; they all want attention. And in the end, it's all money. So yeah. money drives people, and sometimes people do anything for money. Absolutely. I, I've said that, too. There's going to be a lot of people, they'll, they'll be hot for a few years, and they're going to drop mm-hmm. off. And yeah. it's, it's going to start happening more because with what there's a lot of young kids doing a lot of crazy things now to get oh, yeah. attention with the drugs. Oh, and yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that with the, with that, the whole steroid thing and the Richard Rodriguez with the yes. – I remember seeing that when that came out. Man, that was – to me, I was blown away – yeah. And by all this, because and I, I'm very open about like the WWE drug testing yeah. policy. I they they I tip my cap to them. Like WWE, they did a great job with implementing that. But there was definitely there's some loopholes around that. 
Of course. And, yes, of course. And I'd always heard, like, when I was there, that Anavar wasn't tested for. And that, really? Yes. And that always bothered me. I fucking would tell because I, I knew some people there that were doing it. And yeah. watching them fucking, it, it would, it drove me crazy. Cause How could they not test for that? You know, the thing is about Anavar, that's like one, even though people say it's mild, it's actually one of the biggest strength. You get the most strength out of Anavar. You get shredded off at these guys. Yeah. I was watching yeah. guys eat candy all fucking day long, yeah. knowing they're on it. And I'm just like, to me, and I'm just like, where my, in for me, I'm very competitive. And I was like, fuck, no, like I want a level playing field and I yeah. don't want to have to take that fucking shit. And I'm not going to. That was always the one thing, and I would tell I've told people in the company, and I've told them continuously, you guys need to I've sent the fucking Aegis testing, the Dr. Black, who I've met him and his kids, emails and told them you guys need to fucking test for this. And that and I don't know if they are now or not since I've been gone, but that always bothered me that that was a thing. And it's just like it, it, it and then obviously there's other things, and I've heard like with the thing with SARMs and things with guys, because mm-hmm. it's again it goes to the whole bodybuilding environment that these guys they're going to do whatever the fuck they like. They're not going to look out for their own health because they're, they're trying to get any advantage. And Vince likes muscle guys and mm-hmm. whatnot. So like, they're going to do whatever they can to gain an edge. But when this came out, it was interesting because, because Roman was the number one guy connected to it. Yeah. Right. As far as, well, current. he he was the name that Richard named. And as far as the reason why he named him, he said, because there were some things that were involved in the court case that gave him the reason to name his particular name. Now, you remember when that happened, you know, obviously it was huge news. Yeah. And they were waiting on the evidence to come because remember I said there wasn't enough evidence. Yep. Well, the evidence just got released. Really? Now, what I did this time, which is this is the first time that I'm telling anybody is on here right now. Yeah. All the evidence, I have turned it in to, I'm not going to say who, but I'm going to say it's a drug enforcement agency. Okay. Who is going through every single name contact and address and all the entire all the orders because there were so many athletes from all sports not just the wwe you're talking baseball football wrestling olympics everything that are in that list and there was no way for me to know who their trainers are okay because trainers ordered a lot that's where it all came from the trainers who distributed it to them there was trainers who ordered there was athletes that i would have no clue what sport they play so I can say that they're going through everything right now, and there's going to be more that comes out as far as the news when they're done doing what they're doing. So that way they can't say, hey, you know, John, you didn't, you know, that way I just want people to know that I'm doing my due diligence. Yeah, which you should. Do it That's the right a very way smart way to do it. Yeah, because it's not possible. And also there's stuff there that I'm never going to know. You know, there's no possible way for me to get all those names and know who they are or what they do. The amount of time that would take too to do to is with you, especially with what you're doing. I mean, there was 25 over 20. I think there are 28,000 contacts. Jesus Christ. I was shocked when Roman came up. I never, cause I, I always lived in my own little world anyways, yeah. but like Roman never struck me as the guy, but I've since all that came out, I noticed changes in his physique. His body, yeah. You yeah. notice his body. I did, too. His body. And his up. arms and everything, because yeah. he wears the vest. He's always covered up. Uh, you notice his arms and his shoulders. Yes. And I because exactly. there were periods, and then, because he, he typically did. I remember always remember him having decent arms and shoulders, and yeah. but he was always covered up and whatnot. But, and again, there's things, and he's had in the health issues and whatnot, 
So and I and I love Roman. I, I think and I have nothing but. Oh respect. yeah, I have no problem personally with any of these guys. Yeah. And the fans, man, they got on me so bad because they don't want Roman winning the Royal Rumble. So they're like, John, please bring out this evidence because we want him going down. So I had to deal with thousands and thousands of people on my ass. That love him, that hate him because he's he is yes. the most popular guy. He is the John Cena there now. And that was going to yeah. ask you that was John Cena connected to that because that was always. Supposedly, he was through a trainer. He brought Rob McIntyre or another. No, one? I'm not. No, it wasn't that okay. trainer. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure which trainer it is. I'm still going through the stuff. They're going through the stuff, but it was a. It was somebody else. So through Richard, that and I actually talked to Richard. I told him I was coming on the show. He's like, if he ever wants me on, he can Absolutely, call you. Absolutely, yeah. Prison. Yeah, that would be like, great. That's yeah. like, because this whole thing, like I, a lot of people lot always accuse me, that. and I get mad at this. I was like, yeah. it's because I and I explained it when we were talking earlier about the supplements, and like John was always a guy, and I remember I, and his buddy Rob McIntyre, who's his best friend, who runs his gym and was very closely connected to him. They uh, and John always claimed natural. Yeah. And they had nothing but steroid bodybuilders all around this gym. Well, you know, I mean, listen, you've been in this. Anyone who looks at John Cena, you yeah. know, there's no possible. Well, and way. the reason why I say that is the vascularity and the, sure. and the different things where that is to, a very and to be that lean and carry that much muscle. It's not possible. It yes, and it's and it's in the way the physique changes at times and seeing and seeing it was just knowing what I know and I've had my issues with him personally. I have nothing but respect for John wrestling wise on the yeah, ring. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I loved wrestling him actually, yeah. but I'm very, to me from a competitor standpoint and knowing yes. like there was something going on that a lot of people that he had advantage and he was making more money than anybody up there and uh, yeah. where he had access to, to things. And that to me has always been when I said, cause I'd heard something with him and that was very, really interesting to me. Because he's always been, he's. Does he admit at least being on TRT or he no? He doesn't nothing? admit anything. Which wow. John is? It's John's a whole different character on all this, and wow. he gets a lot of hate because people buy into the the good guy character on TV. And he's done great things. He has a great work ethic, and he hustles, and he's doing the movies now. It's like nothing bad to yeah. say on that. It's just the more thing personal. is too. The thing that's crazy is TRT is legal. I and I think don't quote me on this. Doesn't the WWE allow TRT? Absolutely. So you, but what you have to do is, yeah. is you have to go through. A board-certified endocrinologist, which is fine. Yeah, and that's in which and everything is and monitored, and they do their testing and they do the random drug testing. But see, there's issues with things like, and I've heard like with the guys that other guys they like lower card guys in WWE that had low testosterone. WWE wouldn't let them go on TRT. Uh-huh. I'd heard it time, and I always and I remember talking to guys where they came back and their blood work came back low, and, yeah. and they they wanted to get on it. And they knew, I'm always honest when guys would, I go, yeah, I'm on it. And fucking would tell them 150 milligrams of testosterone a week. That's what I take. And my levels are fucking normal. Like it's not nothing more, nothing less. And I remember like them telling guys, no. And I go, fuck that. I go, no, you tell them, yes, from a health standpoint, you need to be on that. It's worse to not be on it. That's why you're fucking tired. That's why you, you have no motivation right now. I said, you need to be on it. And it's all guys our age that came up. From that andro pro hormone fucking yes, it, yes, that shit does more damage than the real stuff. And yeah, I remember, I remember taking it that day, and I got heart palpitations. Yeah, it, it's horrible, it. and that people yeah. are fucking selling it. Like the whole when I heard like Blackstone and these people like selling this fucking shit, I'm just like, fuck mm. you, guy. I get mad because like you're fucking up humans' lives with this yep, stuff for money. For, for money. money, and like God, I just hate it. Like, it really, I, I just that's why. Just want to fucking do good with this because it bothers me really. Of course, because I've experienced. It happened to me, so that's yeah, you're, why you're I'm, stuck on TRT from the age of twenty seven. You said twenty eight. 
But I had, no, but I was, I had low T from probably twenty four to twenty eight without yeah, even. Yeah, you just didn't know it. Yeah, nobody, you, nobody back then even tested yep. the TRT levels back then. Yeah, we had no idea. I had low levels from like twenty one all the way up to like my early early thirties. Yep, and I had no clue until I started taking it. It's just so, but it's just a, it's just a thing that when the names with the WWE thing, because like, was there anybody else besides Roman that was that was connected? Yeah, uh, and John Les- possibly. Lesnar was connected to it a bunch That's not of a shock. guys. He, his... Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's not a shock. I mean, everyone knows Lesnar, too. But the thing is, I didn't have – the way that it was ordered, according to Richard, was through a trainer, and the trainer supplied it to them. Wow. That's interesting. So – that's why it would be great if you get Richard on because he talk, he spoke to those trainers. Yeah, I one hundred percent would. I'm all and I like I love the guys in wrestling and I know a lot of yeah. them. And a lot of them that's what guys would never believe me when they had asked, I'm not fucking I would watch guys taking pro hormones up there that that wasn't showing up on the test, fucking themselves up. And I'm just yep. like, You guys are fucking I'm in the gym three hours a fucking day. Yeah. Eating like it's it's not it's just an entirely different mindset, but most people they 99 and I was talking to CT Fletcher. He has this, he's the same way. He'll train back before his heart stuff for hours on end, do a shit ton of sets. There's not a lot of motherfuckers like that. A lot no. of it's they want to get in and out, and then they it's they 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 and they they will reason with themselves that no, you just do drugs. There's no way you could look like that without drugs. And yeah, they just don't they don't understand hard work, they don't understand diet, and yeah. they don't understand the genetics. And I say, look at my body too. I go, I don't have those big, huge, fucking crazy veins that the like you just get it. And I look at my legs, I don't have veins popping out all over my legs, like those big yes. heavy. I go, I go, it's just a different and not to say that not everyone gets that. You'll see I've seen people that don't that are on a shit ton of stuff that don't look anything like they would be on anything, but yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Most of the time, it's funny is you go to the gym. I swear to God, the guys that go 75, 80% of them are on a ton of shit and they don't look like they've ever lifted a weight in their life and they've never changed all year because they eat like a pig. Yeah. And they, they just no clue about diet and how important nope. all that is. It's just nope. no, no idea. See, you know, it's funny. I always, I always, the funniest thing for me when I go to the gym is that there's guys that are in there some twice a day, right? Yep. The people that are in the gym the most always look the worst. <laughs> and they never change. It's the funniest thing. That's how you yeah. know they have a shit diet or shit yeah. diet in just the genetics. Exactly. There was a wrestler, and I'm not going to say his name out of, he was a really nice guy back when I was in developmental. And uh, this is this is uh, at a place, this WWE, this was at, in Louisville, Kentucky, and yeah. uh, at OVW. And he was taking uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. He was I remember he told me he, he he goes hey what do you take and I go nothing and like yeah. he didn't like there was like this long like just pause looking at each other and then he goes because uh, I was actually released from WWE at this point I had no fucking money I'm working yeah. at a fucking Smoky Bones restaurant fucking yeah. to get by with a drinking fucking bottle of Burnett's vodka every night with a drinking problem <laughs> I'm like I'm not taking it I, working out still every day still look great this guy doesn't yeah. believe me so but he tells me everything he's taking. And I, yeah. I said, and I go, when I took stuff, I go, that's probably about seven to eight times of what yeah. I, the most I ever took. And I yeah. said, I, I go, I hardly ever took anything when I had to. And I said, my, my first cycle, I took 500 megs of testosterone and went from like 240, 245 to 285, like with wow. a matter, in two months. And Cutler was at the Gold's gym. And he yeah. always told me, he goes, 
He goes, oh, somebody's been working out more. He'd always try to, he goes, you need to be in bodybuilding. And I go, no, Jay, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what's funny too, that you're saying this, because when I was talking about Eric and the guy who was in the video with the prank with me and Cassidy, we were, we we were talking about, because he's a huge wrestling fan. Remember I told you he's a fan of yours. He goes, he thought you still claim that you've never touched anything. So that shows you what you were saying earlier about what Nick's video did. Yep even put the oppression on, on him as well. Well, that's what it was because it was just taken from one interview that wasn't about that, that, that question yeah. just got randomly brought up and, yeah. then, and then it moved on and we didn't yeah. go back. And so I even put a thing though. I remember on Nick's thing and I think I put a thing on the top and made a on post and just said, I've been on TRT since 28 guys. I've, there's been interviews. I did steroids yeah. mildly from 20 to 24 and yeah. that's it. And like, and, but it's just, it because is it is. and Nick gets so many views too. Yeah. So anything he puts on his channel, you know, it's good. I think he's he's improved a lot. I think how much? How long ago was that? So, so here's the other thing too, Nick. I yeah. actually and I'd seen things. He wasn't as bad. I'm. I got the two. I, I always thought the Kenny Ko and Nick were. Before you mentioned that, I don't know why. Because do they kind of look similar? Or no? Uh, they kind of have. They're both blondish, so they're kind of got a. I thought. Look, I think yeah. maybe I at the time too maybe got them confused because I saw that Kenny Ko stuff and I go, oh, I don't. I just don't. He never no. said anything to me. I didn't block him. I don't yeah. know him. I just don't yeah. follow yeah. it. But the Nick guy, I remember as soon as I saw that, like I won't even. I just I go fuck. You don't do your due diligence on anything. You're done. Yeah. And he's, good- but I've seen other things from him though, and he wasn't bad. Reporting I think he's improved. Series. I think he's, you know, he was, he's a young kid. So I think he's improved as time got on. And I think he's learned his lessons on doing things like that. So I'm curious to see what he would say about this situation too. Cause I talk to him, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. No, I just look at when people, they, I was like, fuck, I, I don't know how many more interviews. Like I just think it's like, if you hear something and you're going to put something out, you want to yeah. make sure, like, I would hate to sit there and come out and do a video and say something about someone and then have to look like a dumbass and make a retraction yeah. and go, Did he oh. ever do a follow-up video on that? Well, I wouldn't know. I mean, I haven't seen, I don't look, I don't yeah. watch his stuff enough to, like I said, I blocked it on the thing on everything. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm going to ask him actually, when we get off this, I'm going to ask him if he ever did a follow-up on that because it, it would, it would have been nice for him to do it. And that's usually the type of guy he is from what I know of. him. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what the, you should do on stuff like that. When you, if you misreport stuff, because you just, you yeah, drive usually, hate to people that doesn't course. need to be there. But, of course, and not course. to say he's a bad guy because he very well probably isn't. But yeah, there's there's a good way and a bad way to do things. And like I said, it all comes down to like like when you do and you report things like you're doing, you know, with the Richard Rodriguez stuff and having the evidence. Yeah. You're you're you doing your due careful. diligence and and yeah. and do, because you want to make sure that what you put out isn't 100%. something that's going to come back and bite you in the ass or, or hurt somebody's life. That 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 exactly. big false. Yeah, like with Josh Demel, you know the Josh Demel I named him too. He's a, he was in Transformers movie. Okay, and he, and he yeah. worked with Mark Wahlberg. Like with him, I had his text messages with him ordering with his with him sending pictures of his credit cards yeah. to Richard on text with his credit card. I remember Express saying, "Hey, just charge this card, send it to this address in London." You know, I had all the communications and and stuff between them, so it was easy for me to say, "Hey, I, obviously he's ordered from him." And that's funny, was because when TMZ chased Josh in the street, he's like, "Do you take steroids?" They're like, "Look at me, does I look? Does it look like I do?" <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything because he was actually just ordering tier. Uh, he was just ordering test and uh, growth hormone. Yeah. So it doesn't mean he's going to be huge on that anyway. So no. I don't understand why. I don't know which my thing is. I don't understand why he just didn't admit it. Yeah, that's the other, that's the thing. I just wish people like that's the thing. Just be honest. It's TR, it. it's testosterone and growth hormone, and the guy's in his thirties. I don't know if he's even forty yet, but that means he must need it. So if he needs it, 
What's wrong with admitting it? Yeah. It's just and like something like that. You would probably board. expect a guy like that, if he has money, to just go through a doctor and get. Well, Rich, they thought Richard was a doctor. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's the thing. You think you're getting a prescription uh, from a doctor, and you still don't want to admit it when we clearly have all the evidence on you. That's interesting. I, the yeah, they all thought he was a doctor. So anyone who ordered from him at the time thought they were getting a prescription. I didn't know that. Yes, and they they. But the thing is, they weren't smart enough to realize that trend is not prescribed to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> What was, did you, do you know, did you ever say what Roman was ordering or no? No, okay. never said anything about it yet because I, until those orders are cross-referenced properly, yep. I won't say anything, but there's You're going smart. to be something coming out here soon. How, when do you think time-wise, that time frame-wise? That... I'm not sure. I've been in communication with them. They're really taking their time, but we've been working on this for the past it's been a bit, say, right? six, six months. Yeah. Well, that I got the evidence recently, but I've been working with the Drug Enforcement Agency for over six months, maybe even longer. Wow. No, you're doing it right. That's, that's, yeah. that's going to be a, that's a big thing. And I can say, yeah, there was definitely names on there. I'm not going to say who or what, or what sport, but there's definitely pro athletes on there that they found that I had no idea were even pro athletes. If there's 28,000 people on there, yeah, exactly. there's going to be a good amount of athletes because athletes are yeah. usually the ones looking of course, for the edge on things. And, and again, yeah. it's with, uh, have you did, has anybody ever reached out to you and said, Hey, I don't want you, don't want you reporting this you, you know what the crazy part is is that no no one's ever came out because it said anything to me and when it happened everyone thought the wwe was going to sue me you remember yeah well they can't and that's why again you're can't. smart they can't by the way they if they can't. ever threatened you they yeah. they tried they tried it with me and i still yeah you they most of the time they're all talk on things but if you're reporting facts they don't they couldn't there's nothing yeah. they could have done and the reason why is because if they did try to sue me first i which i said before i have an insurance policy on anyone who tries to sue me on defamation i'm covered and they'll have to pay my lawyer fees as well so but as a company big as them it's not going to matter you yeah. know they're gonna, if they want to sue somebody they're going they're gonna, to yeah but the reason why they didn't because when you go to court everything's going to come out yeah they dig through everything and they're not going to want all that stuff out there so for them the risk of doing that they're not going to it's crazy that's just yeah. so much this yeah. is interesting for sure. I, 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 man, I remember when when I heard about it, I was shocked. Yeah. Because I, I didn't see, and I do just from people there and stuff, and like I said, and like ordering some things online, but like not for actual steroids and things. I was just go fuck. That's and the, the worst thing about it was one of the WWE clients was Luther Reigns. Yeah. So they I, thought they thought there was a screw up. I'm like, listen, I remember that. I did not say Luther Reigns. And Richard's a huge wrestling fan. He obviously has to know the difference between the two. And then he came on and said, listen, guys, I know the difference between the two. And there wasn't just one wrestler ordering. So if I said Luther Reigns, I said Luther Reigns. If I said Roman, I said Roman. But yeah. Luther was a big client. Yeah, that's just the thing with wrestling. Like I said, there's there's a lot of really, really good wrestling fans. There's far more good than bad. The problem is a lot of the bad ones hang out online. Yeah. And it's, it's just like I've learned – I tell people too with social media, like I, I just focus on the good with yes. that. But it, it's tough when you get people attacking you, especially yeah. over false things or things that aren't. Yeah. That to me, it just it lets you down from a human standpoint because you're like, fuck. And there's yeah. a lot of them like that out there. And it's just the oh, product and it was of crazy. the world. I mean, I was, I never, my life was never in a whirlwind no. like it was the week that story broke. I mean, Germany, Russia, India, China. I was getting contacted by every media yep. agency in the world Man. over that. It I was crazy. I tell you, John, because I've had like contact where 
I've had all these stem cell procedures, and I just got back from Columbia. I'm almost all better here, right? Because I needed a yeah. five disc fusion and a shoulder replacement. Yeah, I heard. I heard about your. I thought it was your back. It, it was. It was my my L one, two, three, four, and five, and then my okay. right shoulder because WWE was giving me cortisone in my shoulder in my joint huh. way yeah. more, and they and they said I can get a couple shots a year or three shots a year, and it'd be fine, but it ate away all my cartilage. That's no, actually it. worse. It's a, it's a temporary fix, yep. but it'll make it worse in the long it run. It shouldn't be allowed to be given to athletes, in my no. opinion. Honestly, no, even it, even honestly, they give. I I don't know if you had this before, where they give you the epidurals in your lower back. Yeah, that actually makes it worse too, because what it's doing, it's numbing the pain, right? But if you're going to go and do more damage to it, because you're going to think you're not hurt. Yeah, well, that's what. So they give me epidurals for my stem cell procedures because they're injecting me in my disc. And I yeah. notice I don't the stem cells they, like what would happen is especially when I got them in the states they were weaker than where I went to Columbia they're like thirty thousand times twenty five or thirty thousand times stronger but the epidural is needed because they're injecting you inside your disc and they don't want you to be in any pain after of that of course because it's going to hurt like yeah that. and epidural takes away and then by the time the epidural wears off that pain's already gone from whatever inflammation or in, from the injecting into the disc. Yeah. And yeah. the stem cells are already going to work. But I didn't realize because yeah, people get epidurals to cover up their back pain. And course, I go, holy they, I don't fuck. know what drug they put in there that that numbs the pain back there for a few months. But they put something in that epidural yeah. that allows you to be pain-free, basically. But in the end, you're going to sit the wrong. You're going to sit a certain way. You're going to stand. You're going to yeah. lay down a certain way that in the, prior it's going to cause pain. Well, and yeah. if you stay doing it in that way, but you're not feeling any pain, it's going to cause more damage in there. Well, that's and that's what they in wrestling there. That's the other, they were giving me Toradol for my back every day, which is another pain. pain. And yeah, I was going a hundred percent fucking five nights a week. Yeah. Not rather than going and getting an MRI and catching this early, where like yeah. fuck, and then figuring out what's causing this, and then I realized, oh, the backpack stunner and all these exactly. feats of power and lifting and traveling and. In, but that backpack, this move that I was landing on my ass is what was causing the compression, along with picking all these heavy guys up all the time. Exactly. And, but I was but I was going a hundred percent because I didn't. I was living on the road, getting yeah. this drug every day. So when I left WWE, though, I turned into a ninety-five year old man overnight. I tell people, like, yeah. and I thought it would get oh, better, and it didn't. It got people, worse. People don't understand. I mean, I had two bulging discs in yeah. lower back after car accident, not herniated bulging which means it didn't burst yet okay and that and when it bursts it's bone on bone yeah. so my, my the gel between the vertebrae was still there but it was bulging the pain just from that for six months i could not tie my shoes Same. i couldn't put my pants on my underwear on Dude. i had a girlfriend at the time yep. i didn't want to leave the house because i was in such pain i couldn't enjoy life I lost the girlfriend from it, but that's what kind of pain I had with bulging. Now, herniated, I can't imagine life. Well, that's so mine because my discs were still intact. They were just yes. completely worn thin. There was just a little bit left, and I was getting the – so what you just said is what I'm trying to, like, explain to people. And I've talked to this power lifter that was on the show, Brian yeah. Carroll, that had a uh, back injury. And people yeah. – he just said the same thing, though, you said. The last – since I when I left WWE, and I've traveled, I've done a lot, and I've stayed very yeah. – in the in like doing all my stuff stayed visible, yeah. but I the same thing didn't want to leave the house for, at points because I'm oh I was always in such pain I'd roll out it's of bed not yeah and I'd fall to my knees I couldn't I remember what you just said not being able to I would have to put my pants on I would have to sit on a couch 
and like yeah. wiggle, like get my foot. I couldn't bend over to even fucking get my no, leg. I would have to like wiggle my foot. Underwear on. Yeah. You can't put your, you feel like a crippled old yes. man. And I'm sitting there having my girlfriend come and help me. And I feel like I'm helpless. Yep. Dude, I, this happened to me at 34. And I told people, I go, what the fuck am I going to be like when I'm yeah. an old man? I go, I'm already an old man right now. Yeah. And my, and you know, arm atrophied, my leg atrophied. Fuck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, I remember pitching a nerve in the right side yep. of my of my neck uh, doing bench, and I the same kind of thing happened. My whole right side was my whole nerve was shot. It took six months for those nerve endings to come back. Oh man, it, it, I, it's I don't but wish it back, upon anyone. The back, the, stem is, the, cells the back is, is the worst. Yeah, the back is the worst. But you know what helped me the most? I'm completely almost fine now. I got the hardest, firmest mattress in the world. The, it's crazy. I had to go for me. I had to do yeah. a medium firm. Really? The, yeah. Well, I, I actually know. So to I the best beds ever for me, though, are Marriott yeah. beds. If I sleep in a Marriott bed and I believe those yeah. are like a medium I, yeah. for whatever reason, those beds, I wake up no pain whatsoever. But I did the same thing. I went and bought a hard bed and yeah. I noticed it was it's still I was waking up in, in pain. And then I switched to a hard when I put a little yeah. memory foam pad on top. Yes. And just my enough whole, to give it a little yeah, cushion. My whole bed is that foam. It's a posturpedic bed. Yeah. Prior to this, okay, I had like a, a, a bed that was really soft for like seven years. Every day waking up, can't walk. Yep. Right. Finally, I was like, because I paid like thirty five hundred for that mattress. Like, I'm not throwing it away. Same I never that was. I had a soft one too. Remember, it was all memory foam. I would sink into it all night. Yes, it would sink. Like yes. it was like a, I would sink into it. <laughs> but I didn't want to go buy one because I paid thirty five hundred yep. for it. Right. I justified the no. This is the best bed you could buy. Yeah. Yeah. But then I said, you know what? I'm going to go buy the hardest bed. I found a bed for seven hundred dollars. That was the hardest bed ever. And since then, I have like 95% wow. no pain no more in my back because it stops agitating. Because think about it, especially if you sleep on your back. If you're in a soft bed, you're going to be sinking in. So your back, your whole body is concave into the bed. Yeah, I have sleep apnea too. So I have the machine. So I, ha I pretty much sleep on my back and I can sleep on my side. But I, yes. I will sleep on my back a lot more. And it, man, it's... Yeah, if it's not a firm bed, that whole back is just think it's bending into yep. that bed, sinking in. So it's putting all that pressure on. And when my back was fucked, I would, dude, I kid you not, I couldn't sit, I couldn't even move. I would literally have to roll out of bed and just fall to my knees. And I listen, was, I tried to have sex. I couldn't have sex yeah, like that. It ruins your entire life. Couldn't do it. Certain positions, I'm like, baby, listen, I'm a cripple right now. I, if you want to have yep. sex, we're just doing it this one way, the old style way. You're getting on top because I can't go on top. I, no joke, John, that, the back, that happened, like, at me at my worst, and my shoulder was grinding so bad, and it was like, my arm was atrophying, my shoulder, my lat, where, like, if I would, like, put my arm into the bed, my, and, like, my, my fucking shoulder was just, like, grinding, like, just cracking, 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 I couldn't do it, I was like, I, what the, f I can't even do this, like, yes. it, it's just, oh, people don't, and now I'm almost all better, and, but what I was getting at with all this is, and I've talked about going back to wrestling in early 2020. And I'm the, at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm so relaxed now. Life is so good because I don't deal with all the bullshit with like on social media for the most part. It's just people that like me now that follow me. Yes, exactly. You're not dealing with all the drama people. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's crippling. And it's and I've been in that environment. It's so toxic and negative. And you really because you still are exposed. And that's what I've talked to like doctors. And for me, I've really worked on not absorbing that negative energy. And uh, like I tell people, I respond usually if I get something negative, it's really hateful. I'll respond with love. Yes. One, it, it makes me feel good so that I feel like I it didn't let it damage me. But then my followers then take care of my dirty work and I'll yes. just mute or block that person anyways. And yes. I'm like, I feel good about it. Whereas if like they just get off a bad comment 
and I don't respond, it like it dings me for a second. I go fuck. And then you know what? You know what though? I, I think I've dealt obviously with a lot of bad shit online, especially when I was doing WWE thing, but yeah. also when I was doing the fitness thing. Yep. Um, there, I dealt with a lot of shit. You know what? I think my skin got so thick because Same. of it. Yep. I don't give a shit about anything anymore. Like people could say whatever they want anymore. And I don't care. And you know what? I think it made me a stronger person Absolutely. and a better man because of it. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that all the time, too. Just take away the power. Of course, because now I can do whatever I want. Don't care at all what anyone says because my skin is so thick. Well, that's what Gary always says. He goes, just fucking tell. He goes, whatever. Just say whatever the fuck you're going to say. He goes, put yeah. it all out there. Give, take the power. Take the gun out of their hands. And exactly. He, which is, you're still going to get people, if you do that, you're going to get people still saying whatever they fucking think. But my, yeah. it's understanding humans. You just go, you know what? That's just their thoughts and what's going on in their fucked up head or whatever. Yeah. And I go, that's not, I think yeah. you just can't let yeah, it penetrate you. We're all human beings and we all have feelings and emotions and things like that affect us. Nice reading negative things people say affect us. You know, I don't know if you saw that video I did on Rich Piana. You know Rich Piana? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it affected him so much. It ended up on pain meds because he couldn't take all the negative things he would see about himself in the comments it ate at him so much uh, i didn't know that yeah you know and then at the end he stopped looking at comments completely because i'm friends with uh, his ex-wife I and she I, told me what was it, is it what's the um is it the blonde haired girl yes yeah, sarah yeah i'm close well, not not with his newest girlfriend before he passed away but he was actually married okay maybe i'm thinking of because the, there was a girl that lived in vegas was a photographer, if I'm not mistaken. That was his girlfriend. That that was she was with him for. I mean, I yeah, no, that might not be the same one. It's the, not the same Sarah, one. Yeah. No, Sarah, Sarah is the girl from Iceland. She okay. has an accent. Yeah, that's not her. Yeah. No, so I'm friends with her, and she told me a lot of things, you know, about Rich, and it was interesting because she told me, you know, after it ate at him so much, he just stopped reading comments altogether. He just put whatever he wanted out there, and he didn't care what people said anymore. Yeah. No, that's what that's. It's tough, man, and like. With people that have mental insecurities and they yeah, have problems yeah. and yep. it's it's a real thing. And that's where like it what happens now, this is the thing with social media and we were talking about. Now people though, like that do have really, really strong mental insecurities or things going on, it, it could be passed on to other people. Oh, oh yeah. Really some like just, just like the good can, yeah. the bad can. Yeah, some people aren't meant for it, man. You know, some yeah. people get really affected by it. But, you know, it's it's definitely not for them. I at least appreciated with Rich that he was always at least honest about yeah, the so. the stuff, which a lot of them aren't in that industry. 100%. So. You know, the one thing, though, you know, I, there's not many people that know, you know, everyone always assumed he injected himself with synthol. That wasn't what he injected himself with. Everyone assumed that. I actually know what he was injecting wasn't himself that with. Wasn't the, uh, the, the, the PMA stuff? See, people thought it was PMMA. They thought it was synthol, but it's not either of them. I actually know what's in it. Really? What was what he injecting himself with, and where he was doing it, how much he was putting, and I've never spoken about it before ever, because I loved Rich Piana. Yeah. He was one of my favorites, and I always wanted to respect him. But the sad part is, what he was actually doing to himself could have contributed to his death. Oh, absolutely. I, because it's... I know the substance he was putting in himself. Yeah. And that substance, even in small amounts, can kill you. Yeah. And he was putting it everywhere. Uh, no, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. it, there's there's a he, real human being there that yep. and there something happens. And but I, and I was talking to CT about this Fletcher, and I actually want I'm, I want to have Ronnie and Jay on eventually yeah. and talk to them because I think what happens is I think a lot of people get caught up in 
that, that they become that identity and they, they can never become any less than that. Um, of course, because it gets stuck in your head. You got to look a certain yeah. way. You don't ever want to lose size. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you, I mean, I don't know how you are. I, if I lose three pounds, I'm stressed out. Yeah, I've gotten so through my injuries. Injuries have yeah. helped me solve my problem over the years yeah. of yeah. Uh, bigorexia or not being yeah. big enough. I've gotten over that because I had my ankle injury and lost 40 pounds lying in bed, made me mentally yeah. tougher. And then I learned, and I joke because I trademark, I own the big guy. And I, so, and, and everything is built around, you know, the show conversation with the big guy, right back. Yeah. And I tell people now, the big guy is about heart and passion. <laughs> yes. In yes. personality, where I've learned to let it with my physique is no longer the big guy, which it's not always going to be, especially I've got a bunch of heart tests done. I just got a calcium yeah. score. I tell people, go get heart, and everything came back perfect. It's so important. Yeah. And it's in, like, because I wanted to know in being bigger and in, in, in doing stuff from 20 to 24, even though mildly, I wanted to know. And luckily, I fucking got a fucking great heart and zero calcium in my fucking Thank God. Plaque. Yeah. No plaque. So, but that you get caught up in your identity like that, man. And it can really, really be a tough thing. But for me, I think I got over it through my injuries and don't get yeah. me wrong. I like being big and like, I, I just like it. And I feel like yeah. for me, it's still going to be for wrestling. It's my identity in pro wrestling yes. and, and whatnot. And, and that, and you feel a certain pressure to, to try to keep what you of are course. close to it. But I've learned through this that there is going to come a point, and I'm probably going to want to go down. I don't know if I can. I, I dude, I fasted doing 20 yeah. hour intermittent fasting days. Yeah. I just did a 48 hour fast. My weight won't go down. Like wow. I haven't been under fucking 270 is like the lightest I've been in the last like probably 10, 11 years, and that that's not, insane. And I, like that's I even intermittent fasting and doing all this, yeah. my weight will stay always in that range. Like, like it, but I'm usually 290 and I don't even like, I haven't lifted in two weeks with these stem cells yeah. and I stayed, I, I weighed the other night. I was 292 the other night, but then, and then I dropped some weight doing the intermittent fasting, but I always stay between 285, 290. See, that might just be your natural weight, weight now. Weight. Yeah. Yeah. That just might be what you're supposed to be at. And it's and like, I've always had big legs and like, I don't have to like squat. Like I quit doing squats and deadlifts for yeah. two so it's years. It's not like you're stuffing your face with food all no, day and night never. to try to be that way. See, I think that's probably why your heart's okay because yeah. most I do salads and vegetables almost every meal. Yeah, see, <laughs> people people who try to be two seventy two ninety who are not naturally meant to do that. Like if yep. I try to be two seventy two ninety, I'm going to be eating who knows what all day and night. Maybe I'll never so get there, but it'll be so unhealthy to do it. You're healthy because you don't have to do that much to maintain that. Yeah, and that's why I tell people maximize your genetics and do yes. like be your best. If you're not yes. meant to be big, don't be big. Like no. it's, but people always want what they don't have. And it's like, exactly. It's just a like, I always thing. wish, I wish I could be 225. I'm 205 pounds, you know, but you know what? I look back, I say, you know what? I'm not going to stuff my face and tell, take a ton of drugs to be something I'm not. I came from 150 to 210. I'm happy now. I'm good. You yeah, know, just be happy. That's the, you just nailed it right there. Just be happy. <laughs> yeah. you, you, they don't, that's why I always, I have on my board. I got it from Tony Robbins, man. And I yeah. very early on in, in my readings, was in he health he he goes come up with a life board uh life yeah. values why you live your life and yeah. he was talking about health and for me it just it just resonated with me and clicked right then I go without my health nothing else even fucking matters love doesn't matter happiness doesn't matter because if I'm not healthy I'm not going to be able to fully enjoy life exactly hundred percent and I tell people if you make health your number one priority the other you'll have I think you'll give yourself the best chance to have the other things. And not saying that, obviously you can't say like health needs to be 
not everyone's going to understand that. And, and but mm-hmm. I understood it from Tony, and he's doing pretty goddamn good. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, John, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I always end these with, and I, I like to ask everyone that's on the show, if you could yeah. give one piece of advice uh, to everybody, all the listeners out there that has helped you the most in your life, what would that be? Honestly, you know, I, I've been talking about this lately. I would say try to maintain peace with people in life. Yes. A lot of people have enemies in life. And anytime I've always tried to go through my life and I've had enemies in the past, but I've always forgave them or, or did things to not have them in my life. Because I think you carry a negative energy throughout your life when you have an enemy. And I say, no matter how bad somebody did something to you, try to find a way to forgive them in your mind. Because it, when you take all that negative energy out of you, you do better things in your life and you don't have to worry in the back of your head, Hey, what is this person thinking of me or what is this person doing and saying about me to others? I just think eliminating enemies in your life does so much for you. And I've been talking about this lately. So that's great that's- advice. And that actually, no joke, just last week, because in my when I started this show, I started it with my best friend at the time that yeah. I've known for years. And he ended up and I just I broke it all down last week with this Pat Buck guy because he got hired as a producer for WWE, yeah. but he was stealing from me and did a lot of shady things. And I caught yeah. and I it, it infuriated me to no end and i've told people like oh when i see him i'm gonna beat the shit out of him because i don't know just from a man standpoint but what you said is very true and i've had i've tried really really hard with that to like try to but i was like that's the one thing that for me i took it so personal because it was my best friend that was doing all these fucked up things and there's a lot but he was doing everything you just said yeah and and there's sometimes i mean don't take me wrong there's sometimes there's certain things you can never forgive somebody for right but you got to get it out of your head to move on but you have to make peace and maybe that person's never going to be your best friend anymore but you know what you know it's out of you it's done i can clear i can move on yep no you nailed it you're you're spot on on that and with women i do the same thing i don't have any women that are my enemies that i've ever dated my whole life i try to keep peace with every one of them because you know what I don't want them going to Kenny KO and putting out my dirty yeah. <laughs> No, but that's true, though. Same here, Kenny. <laughs> no, but I'm like that with women, too. I think that if you spend your life with – you give yourself to a woman, I think that they're a part of your life. I don't think you should – no matter what they I do. I've had girls do bad things. I keep peace with them, too. No, you're, you're a great man. That, that, is, that is great advice. And, and John, where – you're uh, – John, go to make sure Johnny Bravo TV on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Johnny Bravo TV on Instagram with no H, so it's just J O N N Y Bravo TV, at, uh, and then uh, on YouTube it's just John Space Bravo. Good deal. Well, John, thank you very much, man. It was great having you on. Honestly, it was an honor to to talk to you, and I appreciate you having me on. It was great to get you on, and I'll talk to Richard too if you ever want him on or you want Cassidy on. You let me know. Absolutely, and we we will definitely stay in contact here, guys. We're going to be right back. Though after these messages. What's going on, guys? It's the big guy Ryback, and I want to tell you guys about this exciting new company I'm working with. Recently, I've been dealing with pain in both my back and shoulder, as you know, and other areas of the body. Recently, I've been doing the stem cell therapy here in the United States, but I decided I wanted to take my recovery up a notch. And that's when I came across a stem cell facility located in Medellin, Colombia, called BioAccelerator. BioAccelerator is the global leader in stem cell therapy. They offer a state-of-the-art medical facility with the ability to treat patients with tens of millions of active adult stem cells to help them recover from injury and major medical complications. BioAccelerator currently offers treatments for a variety of conditions ranging from orthopedic injury, spine and disc injury, chronic pain, ED, 
and even severe autoimmune disease. BioAccelerator also has something for you men and women out there who are looking to stay in the game and keep yourself looking young and feeling youthful. Ask about their anti-aging and rejuvenation treatments as well. I will be tracking my progress as I go through the treatment, as you guys have seen with BioAccelerator, and giving you, the audience, updates as I heal and overcome these injuries on my journey back to the ring. If you or someone you know suffers from a life of pain or complications due to a major medical condition, join the likes of UFC Hall of Famer Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell, WWE stars like Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio, and myself. You can contact BioAccelerator directly, guys. As for my personal friend, David Truitt, he's the one who has reached out to me and helped me from the very beginning. He will help you through the consultation process with the same level of care and expertise as he did for me. Start your path to wellness and become a BioX man or BioX woman today at www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. That's BioAccelerator, B-I-O-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-O-R, www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we're back. It's time for the Pro Wrestling Report with Pro Wrestling Sheets. Ryan Satin back on Conversation with the Big Guy. What's going on? Not much, man. Just uh, hanging in there. It's been a busy week for me. Just doing a bunch of a uh, bunch of news, and then and mainly, you know, it all kicked off with SummerSlam. I've been, you know, I I feel like I've had a lack of sleep in general. This this like for all the you know, it was like a good five day stretch from because I went to a GCW show on Friday, then there was Takeover, then there was SummerSlam, then there was Raw, then there was SmackDown. Man. You know those are long shows. Yeah. And when you and, and and when you don't have to watch them when you're not watching it just for fun, when you're watching it, you have to like review later or Which write that's what you're doing, happen. right? You're watching it for reviews, right? To review later and to like, you know, in case anything newsworthy happens to write that up. And then sometimes I'm having to like reach out to sources about things that are going on. And so like it's a, it's a lot. It's it's a lot when I'm watching do that you much. Take notes while you're watching, like on your phone, if something, or do you like kind of go by memory and then you know the matches and you kind of go off your memory of what you saw? It depends, you know, like on a show like SummerSlam, like mm, uh, show like SummerSlam when I'm not doing like a full recap on it, I'll just watch, you know, well, actually it's all of them. I just watch them. I just watch them. And then, you know, I try to go back and rewatch it, though. So I have even better perspective on it. So I watch it like just normal doing my thing or whatever. And then I go back and watch it again so I can have like, you know, any additional thoughts or things yeah. I missed or, or, or whatever. And so it, watch it twice is more my my style than uh, than 
writing notes no. and stuff. But I have do a pretty you, good memory. Do, when you have drink, do, you, do you enjoy some beverages uh, while you're watching too, or do you have to be careful? I, I usually be careful. I, I did during SummerSlam, though. I, I was at a friend's house and uh, my, my co-host, Jamie. So we were watching. Cause it's a long show and it's a hard one to get through as it is. So, you know, doing it with friends is an easier way of making it happen. So, yeah, that I did on Sunday. But luckily, like nothing major happened that I had to work on. <laughs> and it if you go back and watch it sober, you're covering your bases. So. <laughs> and, and you know like i, I you know there's a, as you can see i stopped writing things as the night goes on it was, <laughs> it was like, you know, i got enough done here you know but i think the main the main thing i had to make sure the last i think it was the last thing that i actually wrote for SummerSlam, and, and that was uh that was the debut of the fiend the fiend yeah. dude bray wyatt probably one of the coolest things i've seen on wwe tv in a long time i was already Super into the Firefly Funhouse stuff they had been doing with him, but I was, you know, eagerly anticipating however they were going to do his whole entrance. And we finally got to see it at SummerSlam. Yep. I I was saying to Jamie before I, before Bray came out, I said to him, God, I hope he doesn't have like some lamp again or like, I hope it's just totally different. And then they started doing the entrance and I, at first, like you see a light from far away. And then when they showed that it was like, his the Bray Wyatt severed head with like a lamp in it. I was like, don't listen to me. Never mind. That is yeah. really cool. I love that. Uh, and so then, you know, he's got this whole crazy entrance where not, not crazy, it's very unique, very cool with a severed head and all the, the, the revamped version of his song. Yeah. And then he has a different style in the ring. And arguably, in my opinion, he was the most talked about thing coming out of SummerSlam. I think everyone was like, whoa, that was mm-hmm. cool. And then nothing on WWE TV this week. Uh, Ryback, what did you think of all of the the entrance first and him not being used on TV secondly? So I missed part of it there because I was the I didn't know he was coming up, and I think I I don't know if I took my dog for a walk during it real quick. I was like, oh, I could hurry up and take take little guy for a quick walk, but I went back and watched clips because he ended up the thing was over when I got back or toward, and I go, damn it, and uh, but I went back and <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Heath Slater. Hoop now. Heath Slater is the would 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 is great at doing the voice. He he goes, damn it. That's uh that would always just pop up randomly at WWE back backstage. And you know it he was uh Heath Slater. The um for anyone wondering why I just did that. But uh man, they, they have something really special with that. Uh I dig the whole thing. I know the song is is doing well, which is with the feedback like that, that people People are digging it, and I remember when he first started the the Firefly uh, Firefly Funhouse deal. It kind of seemed like people were there were some people that dug it, and then there were others that like, what are they doing? They're they've ruined the greatest thing ever with Bray, and and uh, Bray is very creative, and it seems like they're really seems like he has a lot of input of what's going on, if if you ask me, and what's actually making it to TV. And I think this is again, Bray's always done great at that. And the good thing is, is is he is creatively being used really well. Everything with the entrance, I love all of it. The symbolism with everything, like in, with the with the lantern and uh, the remix of the music. But it, it's fresh, it's new. It, it is a different layer to his character. People are interested in it. Uh, he has momentum through vignettes that is now being played out. Uh, he's been used well on TV up to this point. I love him not being on TV every week. He needs to be treated as an attraction um because what happens is we've seen it a lot of people in as over as he was and people like him there's that portion of people that get sick of when you give them everything on week every week on tv and bray's always been great with his promos 
and they give you, and he's been creative, and but people are like, oh, it's the same thing every week. It's the same thing every week, even though it's technically not, but it's the same kind of format and whatnot. So it's the same thing with this. You don't want to give them, you don't want him popping up in the ring every week a surprise to take some, you want to kind of, where it's random. I would love it if he's not on TV for weeks at a time. I think because the element of surprise is the one cool thing in pro wrestling that works, that people have been missing, and we don't have that with returns. So why not use it with this character and and not whore him out, essentially, when you don't have to? He doesn't, I've always said now, the ultimate goal in all of this should be to put the championship on him, I think at some Agreed. point. Um, but that doesn't, now that can be, that that can honestly be a one-year drawn-out plan if you want it to be. And Absolutely. build, that way they are foaming at the mouth for it to happen. And it's almost like he's taking out strategic people to work his way up to eventually Whoever is, say it's Brock is champion at the time, and those lights go out and he puts down Brock, people would lose their shit. You know? Absolutely. So I think they have something very special with them, and I think people need to give them credit when they do something great, which history has shown they they they, they tend to fuck up a lot of great things. Uh, so, but <laughs> let's give them their due. Let's uh, let's give them the benefit of the doubt on this, and and hope that that they can continue to pull this off. And Bray has uh, the input going forward that he has up to this point. Yeah, I, you know, with, uh, you know, I, I was actually one of the people when I, I was, I guess I'm so conditioned to seeing some sort of follow up the next week that I was one of the people who said like, oh, it's a mistake to not have had something with Bray Wyatt on Raw uh, or SmackDown. Yeah. But to me, all I was looking for, and I, I kind of got misconstrued with my tweet a little bit because all I meant was like, I thought they should have had him go out there and say something. Not, I'm sorry, not go out there. I thought there should have been a Firefly Funhouse again okay. where. Where it was just Bray kind of being like, I told you guys that you didn't want to see the fiend like, but and and something that implies you never know when he's gonna come back. Like, that would actually be really cool if they they do stuff where guys he takes out and then he has little like a Finn Balor puppet that's hung up on the wall, like his uh, guys that he's xing out or whatever. Where it's kind of like anything to there's to, a painting on the wall of Finn Balor, you yeah, know that he's paintings, weird anything paintings on the back, anything, yeah. Something Absolutely. where in guys where it kind of is like his collection of uh, his his work that he's doing and, and whatnot to lead his up. Victims. to. Yeah, there, that, that that'd be a good that, cool way to keep him on TV without. That was all I was thinking because I agree with you. The fiend, the whole presentation of the fiend was so cool that that one hundred percent would become less cool if it was every week he was coming out, you know. Yeah. But but I would, but I felt like that's what was so unique about what this character they've created and that Bray Wyatt created is that they have this other vehicle where he has a split personality, so the other one can be used, and you can overuse the guy in the red sweater yeah. so that the fiend remains as cool as he is when he comes out. I'm but all for taking their time though. At the end of the day. Like, because yeah. I was told from sources, like I asked after he wasn't on TV at all, and I was told that they want to create the mystique of like you never know when he's gonna attack. So they were like, we want to keep him special. Uh, so I, I get that. I totally understand that. You know, it's funny. You you were in FCW in 2011, right? That, yeah. That, yes, you, I was. Yes, correct. Yes. I I I found this video on the internet. I saw it was on Reddit, and it's from 2011 FCW, and it's after. Uh, Bray Wyatt came back from the main roster as Husky Harris okay. and it's him like trying out new stuff prior to Bray Wyatt. And he comes out as a, they, they, he's announced Axel Mulligan and he has like a real, he has like a slipknot looking mask. Really? And, yeah. And he like has a real, like 
fiend like swag to him with like metal music that plays him to the ring. Oh wow. See, I was I was out with my ankle injury during that point just doing rehab. I was down there though. I would go to some shows, but I remember I remember he came back and uh I didn't know I wasn't caught up with like I wasn't I didn't know what a lot was going on down there because I was trying to sort my ankle thing. That was morning to night. So but that was the period that I was down there still, yeah. Yeah, no, so there's that. And then I saw, like, it's crazy. You know, you mentioned how Bray Wyatt has to have some creative input. There's also another video from 2015 where it's, you know, it's 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 a video series that WWE did on YouTube, I think, at the time called Superstar Ghost Stories. And it's, like, wrestlers talking about times they saw a ghost. Yeah. And, and they interview Bray Wyatt in there. And he's in character, obviously. But the story he tells is it's it's clearly like backstory for the fiend and kind of explaining what's going on with this character a little bit yep. at, at least in Bray Wyatt's mind cuz i i'm told like what you said he's had a huge part in the creative yeah. of this i would say like a large large part of the creative of this character was Bray Wyatt and and uh but in this thing from 2015 it's him saying how like Abby, Sister Abigail brought him and his brothers to to protect him in this cabin in the woods. They brought, you know, she brought them in and she told him, like, whatever you do, avoid the man in the woods. Like, just don't avoid, you know, don't go near the man in the woods. Uh, it's not safe for you. And he says that, like, but of course, he couldn't help it. And he, you know, as young boys do, and he was out there in the woods and he runs into the man in the woods and he sees this this scary looking man in the woods that has yellow eyes and yellow hair and he basically like describes what he looks like now wow. and then he says that he freaked out and ran back to the cabin and abigail told him like he's like i'm so sorry abigail i'm so sorry and she said no it's okay like the reason i'm protecting you from the man in the woods is because you are the man in the woods and he and it's like oh and that's like how it ends and you're like yeah. holy shit he's had a backstory for this for like years now like crazy i 100 percent believe that that's you know a true story on this, and and I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. And he, I don't know when he officially debuted, but I already know I was on the main roster. And, and me and him, we have always gotten along really well. And I think things had already turned south for me as far as I, me knowing and seeing what they were doing. And that, that whole main event run, I think, was coming to an end or was to an end, and I had already turned heel and all that. And I can't, would you know when he officially debuted on the main roster? No, because that's why I wasn't sure when I just said it right here. I'll pull, I want to say, talking, I'm pretty out. sure it had to have been 2013. Almost, that's what I want to say, too. Because me and Sandow were the 2012 guys. The Shield came in in 2012 at the end. Let's see. Wyatt Family, 2000, April 2012 was an FCW. Wait, no. Wait, hold on. Uh, May 27th, 2012. Yeah, and I had turned heel at that point. And so Bray came up to me at TV and they was actually they wanted to put debut Bray. This was before the Wyatt family, I even believe. They wanted to, I believe, I Bray. There was something about wanting to put Bray with me and to debut okay. him with me. And I remember I just told him. And I remember I don't know if I I'd hurt his feelings. I just said I don't think that's a good idea. I had already because I already knew what was going on with me, and I knew I didn't sit in a good position. So I knew no matter what, that wasn't going to be great for me. No matter what, probably because I didn't. I had no trust in them at that point with everything going on. And I just told him, I go, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't, I don't really have any interest in doing that. And I didn't think our characters meshed at all for what he was doing. No. It doesn't. And I no. think maybe if down the road, if there was, you know, how Daniel Bryan went with him, he'd already be debut. Like 
okay, maybe there's something there. It just didn't like, make any sense. You and the Wyatt family? No, or just me and Bray. There was something, Weird. and I don't know specific. I just remember me and Bray had a conversation that yeah. that was something going on, and I just told him, I go, I don't think that's a good idea. And I remember Bray was kind of, he just wanted to debut. And it was yeah. like, because me and him have always got along really well. But it, And that's to say, I don't know exactly. He was being told stuff of what ideas were to get him on the main roster. And there could have been 20 different ideas, and that might have been one of them. And I just remember thinking, like, I go, oh, that's not a good idea. and Because I just didn't see us lining up. I didn't see how that would work in my head yeah. for how, where I was and what I was doing and whatnot. And, but he, man, has always been – and we, I can tell you, we would have made it work one way or the other because we're both creative. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. just – at the time, I was like, I don't think that will work. He is just – he's always been very hands-on with, with his characters creatively. And he has a very creative mind, as a lot of wrestlers do and whatnot. So – to me, I think it's a lot of people, and I know talking to different people up there, someone I talked to, I told you I had a, uh, Curtis Axel, he was just saying Bray's so happy right now, like with everything, like in life. Like he looks Good. great. He's in his best shape, I think, in great shape. And he said he's, oh, just, he is. Totally. He said he's just happy. And I go, that that's good because he went through a bit of shit there for a while. And, and it's tough Good. when you're up there, man, and going through that creative oh, yeah. process. And he went through the ringer, you know, being hot and being fed to Cena as well and all that. And it's he was fed to everybody yeah everybody well <laughs> like, I, put, I i put him over ryan if you don't remember uh, I, I i put him i put over bray on pay-per-view what, what he would put me over on live events that was the formula with me you give me the live event wins and then i would lose on the pay-per-view so, but if you look at the win-loss record hell of a win-loss record overall <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know the whole bray wyatt thing i think that that's actually because he wasn't treated as a special attraction before i hope that this time around they're Gonna have give to him the proper treatment because he should not be losing. He should be winning all the time. He, he should can't. be. Well, the moment that happens be, with that, it ruins it. He should be undefeated for a while. A while. That, that's like Freddy Krueger getting killed off early in the movie, and then he's just back. Like it doesn't work. You got he's. Yep. They have created a horror character creature that now needs to be built up, and he should have a championship run before he is dethroned, and then you can figure out where you go from all that. But this is uh and the good thing about this is, is if the numbers are coming in, like they say with things, there's no reason why they shouldn't run with this uh, on every, on every front. But I, I think they're going to, I, I, from what I think it seems the merch has been shooting up. They're putting out so much Bray Wyatt merch yeah. all of a sudden and they're, they're, they're going hard on it and he's going to be in the new video game. So that's cool. Yeah. No, it, it couldn't have happened to a, he, he is a good guy. So it's, I think everyone, I don't think there's a wrestler that's upset with that. Well, speaking of people you like, Dolph Ziggler is, yes. is one of those people I know. Uh, and he went up against Goldberg this weekend. Was it weird for you to watch that knowing that, like, I mean, I, I was a big fan of yours when you were in WWE. And I was one of those who wanted to see you versus Goldberg. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. Is it weird now to see Goldberg doing these matches for you? You're like, fuck. Where, no. What the fuck? I mean, no, I, I mean, I would, I, I actually want to have Bill on here because I've met him once in, in, at WrestleCon there, and I think we'd have a really good conversation. But he, I don't know how they're going to use him. It was, uh, I don't get upset over anything like watching that. I obviously, like I said, I would love to be the last match for Bill Goldberg. And I think, yeah, it's, no, I mean, not, not, not necessarily upset, but you just go like, man, where was that a couple years ago when, when everyone actually wanted Goldberg to come back? But it's all, I look at it, like I said, my mind's in such a better place now, too. Like, yeah. It, where I like, I go, you know what? The timing wasn't right. That and my situation with them wasn't right. It probably would not have been a good situation creatively for me, no matter what. 
with that, and I would not, and, and I could tell you how I would have, I would not have been happy about it, and I would have been very vocal about it from that standpoint with a lot of things going on, not because of Bill, but because going on there in WWE and whatnot. So it's, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I think it was good for him to come back. I, they got a long match out of it without a long match, uh, time wise. Uh, and that actually worked for that pay per view. Uh, with that format, it got a good reaction. By that, I mean it got a good reaction. Like the crowd seemed into it. I thought Ziggler. Oh, yeah, the crowd was super pumped on and it. And I think a big part of that was was Ziggler made that segment on the mic, and that he, he I was cracking up laughing at that with him doing it. And they actually tried to do that with him and Miz the following thing, and it does not work with a tough, a non tough guy character coming back with Miz doing it. And I love Miz, but the crowd was not into it like they were with Goldberg because no. it just in. in Bill delivered well, on I his think end. the difference is that on the pay-per-view, everyone was like, yeah, like we want to see more spears and jackhammers on. And then like with Miz, it's like, no one's going like, yeah, we need to see another school crushing yeah, finale. Like, exactly. hell yeah. You know, <laughs> and that, it's just not Miz's character. Yeah, like, that's no. not, that's what, that, that fits into what Bill does and whatnot. So, um, I would have loved to Dolph, see them do oh, a, that super click, that super kick that Dolph's got, Dolph's got on, Dolph got on Goldberg. Also get got a huge pop. Yeah, the Dolph brought it on everything. I thought, man, the way they had Dolph, man, they built him up for the week, and I would have loved to have seen a longer match. Personally, I get it, and I creatively, I know, and Bill, and being the age he is, and with Ziggler, he can Ziggler can lose. He's a heel and and whatnot, and he he made that whole segment character wise, you know what it was, and so he can get away doing that, but to a degree. I just would have liked to have seen a longer match, but they're not doing that with Bill. And it's crazy, though, they tried that with Bill and Taker, which wasn't the match to do that with. And then well, this is the kind of match where you can give him, because he can control Ziggler in his body, and that weight's not a big deal and whatnot, rather than putting And two- also Dolph. Like, Dolph could put – Dolph can help get, uh, Goldberg get to a good 10-minute match. Like, Easily. If anyone – Easily, like he, Dolph is a, a such a good wrestler. I've only like, seen Dolph have a like one bad a bad match with Mark Henry. I think was the only time I think exactly. ever. Like yeah, it was just exactly. like there was just it was a TV. Everything was rushed and things went wrong. And Mark's so big that if it doesn't go right, it's and Ziggler can't pick him up or anything. So it was one of those weird deals. But I'm just saying Dolph has good matches with anybody. And I've he seen him have good Dolph matches him and Mark too. So flying everywhere, yeah. he'd be doing. He could. He would have made Goldberg look like a million bucks if they if they had given the they had allotted the time they had in that segment to just let Dolph yep. and him wrestle. He would have exerted just as much energy as he did during that match, and it would have been more impressive, in my yeah. opinion. But yes, you're right. I mean that that's me watching. And, yeah, know- and not everything needs to be the same either. No. That's why, like on the pay per view, there was nothing like. It. That's why I was saying it worked. What yep. they did, that was the. Uh, so that's the thing. If they're going to bring in Bill for things like that, it's cool. I, why wouldn't it, it? And he get to he get to reaction. So, and for the most part, on all that, I just think eventually, now that my body's almost healthy, like I said, I would like to be the final one because I think. Oh. That'd be awesome. It would be it would be fucking unbelievable. And it would it would be it would be done right. So it's just but that that's just always something for me on my end. Because I I I believe in my abilities very, very much. I think and I say this very humbly, it would be the best match of his career with me. It really would. And I I believe it. It would, and I, I fully believe in myself saying that. So but we will see what happens. There's a lot that needs to be done up to that point. But I love Bill being back, man. I think the 
And they used him uh, great for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I as much as I would like to see the match, I agree with you. That crowd was going crazy. The they were all chanting Goldberg the whole time. They were all going nuts for every jackhammer. The, <laughs> Dolph sold those spears yeah. like a million bucks. Like I, it was great. Yeah, he's great. No, I it was it was it was fun match. I like sure. whining I, Dolph though. I don't know. I want to see. I as soon as I saw whining Dolph, I go, oh fuck. Whining Dolphin Cryback would make a hell of a tag team. <laughs> no, don't give me any idea. You're not going with stem cells yet. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking uh, of SummerSlam, there was another big thing that happened on the on the card, and that was Edge making a run-in on Elias and hitting a spear. Dude hasn't done that since he retired in 2011. Hair's like, long again. His hair, his hair was looking cool again. I, I thought the same thing. because I like He's working out with Sheamus. Looking, his body's looking a little too good again. Well, because since you mentioned that, he talked about this on his podcast that came out this week. I actually just wrote it up right before we started recording. The Edge and Christian and podcast available on all podcast networks. ENC's pod of awesomeness. Yeah, Correct. I botched that completely. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, uh, dude, Edge said that he thinks, he believes he could wrestle one more match. Really? He he talked about it on his podcast. Um, so basically, the, the SummerSlam stuff was very impromptu. He said he said that because um, Christian was like, I didn't even know. Like he's like, I was with Edge all weekend, and, <laughs> and then when we were like there five minutes before the kickoff. Edge just like goes to start walking away in another direction, and I was like, Hey, where are you going? And you were like, and he was like, You'll see. And I was like, This motherfucker. <laughs> And so he's like, whatever, I'll get a haircut. And so then Christian says he went and got a haircut. And then Edge came out like five minutes later in front of the crowd. And he was like, what? And then Edge did the spear. And he was like, wait, what? I thought that he's not allowed. And so Edge was like, look, they told me like 15 minutes before the show. They called me or they texted me and asked me if I could. I said yes. And he said basically that when it comes to the spear, that he does all his own stunts uh, on the TV shows that he is on. I think it's a safe move for him to do. He's not going to hurt himself on that. Said, well, he was like, even furthermore, he was like, he was like, I've done it on concrete when I was doing the show. He was like, which is way harder. He was like, I speared Kurgan while we were filming Haven on concrete, and it was totally fine. Like, nobody really brought a big attention to it because they assumed it was like a stunt double, but it was me. Like, I, I do all my own stunts. Yeah. And said that, you know, obviously, when I got the news about my neck um, or my spine or whatever, he was like, I, I you know, I, I took the news for what it was. And he was like, but you know, a long time has passed since then. And I've learned a lot about my body since then. And a lot about my neck and, and a lot of the things that I can and can't do what my physical limitations are. And he's like, first of all, the spear is not one of my physical limitations. Yeah. Like I do that. I'm not going to hurt my neck. And he was and like, he, I mean, I, he wrestled uh, for the championship at WrestleMania, his last match and then retired right after. I mean, he got through that completely fine and looked great. So and, and he said he was like, I was, he's like, I'm a physical person still. He's like, I can't help it. He was like, I was, yeah. he was like, I was mountain biking last week and I hit a rock and went flying off and hit the ground. I'm fine. He's like, oh, wow. he's like, yeah, he's like, so he was like, he said that he's been doing different stuff, obviously, but that basically he's spoken to a doctor who he's been working with, who said that he believes that his neck can be relatively healthy within five years and that he's also been looking into stem cell treatments, uh, which, you know, you, you know, yeah. all about. and that he said, you know, he's seen the positive results that it's had for some of his peers and that he's looking into it, but that he believes that if he wanted to, 
he could have another match and it would be okay. He's like, I can't return for a year. He's like, but if I wanted to have one more match, I could. Yeah, that would be, I, he should go. That bio accelerator, and I talk about it, that uh, Ken Shamrock was there this week. Rob Van Dam, I just, Rob called me the other day. We had a conversation. Rob's going down to Columbia. Rob's getting everything done, the brain stuff done, where they inject in your spinal cord for CTE. He's getting the whole deal in all his body. John Morrison was just there. Me and Nash were there. They And then I think Bobby Lashley just told me he's going down, I think, I believe. They're getting everybody, all the wrestlers are fucked up. The stuff Edge should 100% go through them. And I'll talk to the guy, the David Truitt. I don't, he might have already been talking to Edge because I'm 16 days from my treatments and I feel unbelievable. My ankle, which I've not had movement in my big toe for since my ankle injury in 2010 with the Nexus, it has, um, I'm getting like impulses in my leg and my foot where it's like already. They said it takes a lot of people start experiencing results about four weeks in. They said it could take two to three to really, really start noticing things. And they they work up to six months really, really well of just regenerating the body. My shoulder, my back feels completely fine. I have no pain in my back. I'm like, my back was almost already better anyways from the stem cells heal here. So that was just for good measure over there, just to get my back a little stronger. It hasn't even kicked in yet. Like I have no pain though. My shoulder, if I walk, like if I put my arms for people to understand, like a zombie, and do circles with my arms, my sh- right shoulder would grind because there was no cartilage in there. That no longer grinds anymore. Sixteen days, wow. it's and they told me and that with the cells, the shoulder, even though there was no cartilage, there's cells in there, and these umbilical cord stem cells are so strong, and they're putting they put forty million in my shoulder that it regenerates the cartilage. It can regenerate it up to 30 to 50% the first time. And if I go back in for a follow-up, it can get me even further. But they said I should have be completely fine with all of this. But Nash had the worst neck they've ever seen. And I told you Nash's hands were numb for seven years. His hands, he woke up not numb for the first time the day after the procedures. And they injected him in his neck like they did. And I put it on my Instagram where them, like, the needles going into my fucking disc while I, they had me under. It's, and they do the same thing for the neck. Nash posted the video on his neck, but it's this stuff. It's, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it's regenerating the human body for things that people like in edge, I think would 100% be a candidate to go down there where he's like, he has a new body at his age with his brain. Like that's what's happened to me. Like I told you, I'm going back in 2020 one point. Like I know I can feel it internally. Like I, I wake up every morning and can't believe I'm not in pain because I've been in pain for the last five fucking years. That's like, crazy. Yeah, it's it, it's and it's like never- you haven't the fact that you haven't felt anything in your big toe since 2010 and that you're starting to feel something now from that is insane. In my vein, in the tendon that runs into that big toe is now visible that wasn't visible before. It's like wow. it's coming to light. Like I can't make this shit up, but I filmed a video before of my foot not working so that when it does, because. I don't know how long I imagine because the nerves have to regenerate into the big toe tendon for that big toe tendon to start working that when it does start working again, though, I'm going to have two videos of people being able to see my dead toe in my foot. We're just waiting. It, it's going to take time on that. We're 16 days in. I know it's going to come back. I just feel it like there's something it, it's this stuff is all just so new and unbelievable. It's it, we're living in a whole new era. But guys, that's what like every wrestler, man, they, they need to cut that bio accelerator place. It's no joke. Like they, they literally reached out to me because they're trying to get deals with WWE and UFC and they want to get the sporting organizations. But the guy, David's listened to the podcast and knows I had 11 of the procedures here and was struggling to get all the way better. It's, and it's taken over two years, two and a half years. 
And he was like, fuck, if I can get him better, they fucking brought me down there. They gave me all free treatment with all of this, like $40,000 of treatment for all of this cat, the cash price and fucking put me up down there. And because he knows if I can fucking go back to wrestling and it worked on me, it'll work on anybody. They've regrown yeah. five discs and they're regrowing my shoulder cartilage and regenerating the nerves in my leg that would my gip foot and, and big toes. So you should hit a badge. You should tell yeah. him. No, I will. I'll probably, I want to try to get him on too eventually, even though the WWE guys have weird things with doing different things with the Ryback. So, well, you should hit him up because I'm sure he would definitely uh, want to hear yeah. about that. Edge, if you hear this, go do it. Do it. <laughs> and lastly, his you might be able to just DM him, or maybe I'll see what I can. I'll, I'll see if I, I have. have his, I'm, he's on I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, shoot him a message. He'll yeah. listen. He'll listen. Uh, lastly, the biggest news of the week was Sasha Banks returning uh, on Monday Night Raw with a whole new look, whole new thing. Uh, did you happen to see when she came out? I did. Night. I watched a lot of Raw. I missed that. I didn't catch that part. She she came out and she looked like she was she interrupted Natty who was talking about her dad saying it was like the one year anniversary of her dad passing. Uh, uh, she interrupted her and then looked like she was going to be her friend and then beat up Natty, revealed her new hair color uh, and then <laughs> just like went crazy on Becky Lynch with a chair when Becky Lynch kind of came out and tried to save the day. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, the hiatus is, is finally over. She's back. And the video is gnarly, though. Like, there's you see she hits Sasha. Or Sasha accidentally hits Becky in, in the back of the head with the chair. And it looks really? brutal. Second, yeah. Did WWE <laughs> issue a po- apology saying that the chair was gimmicked and that it wasn't? <laughs> okay, just checking. I didn't know. <laughs> if there was a press conference as, after where they explained the, the angle. And I say that jokingly. <laughs> of course. Well, the other thing that happened this week, maybe you did see, is the King of the Ring coming back. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I did see that coming so back. We'll close with that one and says that's something that you're more aware of. Uh, what do you think about WWE bringing the King of the Ring back? Welcome for, back, uh, Sasha. Moving on. The fucking King of the <laughs> Ring. Uh, my favorite King of the Ring is my good buddy, King Barrett, who is mo- pro- possibly the most shredded king of them all. It was his best physique ever. He was he was in top shape. I think it, it's. I always loved the King of the Ring as a kid. Man, I loved the pay-per-view. I thought it was always cool. And um, so, I, I mean, I, I wish, I, I think if they do, they, it should be every year they do this. I don't know why they don't make it a pay-per-view. I liked it being a pay-per-view. As my, it was one of my favorite pay-per-views. Yeah, it was different. And you see yeah. somebody work multiple times. And so- I also think that the concept of King of the Ring is lost if it's a tournament that's stretched out over multiple shows. Like, because that's what it seems like they're doing here. It's going to be like. All one show, week. right? No, it's not like, no, they're doing it. It seems like they're doing it. Like there's going to be some on raw. There's going to be the first couple ones on raw. Then the first couple ones on SmackDown. And then I'm guessing that a pay-per-view that will have like the semi-final and final or something, but it's not going to be the name of the pay-per-view. No. And it's just going to be at the show. You know, I always liked it being used as a stepping stone for a guy. Because everyone knows wrestling is entertainment, but it's like that guy when, when you put a bunch of guys who you think could be the next big thing in WWE, who's going to get the next big monster push. That's what makes it actually cool is when that winner, because it's not that, oh, I'm the king of the ring winner, and then they don't do anything with it. That doesn't work. You need to use it as a stepping stone like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like the other guys. And not to say that well, everyone's going to have all success, but it's... Well, I also feel like the reason the Stone Colds and the Kurt Angles and the, you know, the people who won King of the Ring were, it was considered a bigger launch pad for those guys and even like Edge. 
uh, was because it wasn't just a vehicle to throw a cap and gown or you know to throw the, the, yeah. the crown and the gown on them. Well, or that doesn't do anything for the character. That actually no, makes you look that, silly when you silly. It makes you look dumb. If you would have if Austin would have won that, then came out in a fucking crown and cape every fucking week. Stone Cold Steve Austin era never would have happened. Never would have happened. We probably all wouldn't have had jobs after this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're not. I think you're not <laughs> wrong. And 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 I think that also. You know, one of the reasons with Royal Rumble that people love it is, and the reason that's still considered a stepping stone is because you got to beat all these other guys. You got to beat 30 other guys, yeah. you know, and it's over the top rope, but it's still, you're beating 30 other guys. And I think with King of the Ring, it was always like a one night tournament of just the like guys who were right on the bubble. And if you could beat all the other guys on the bubble, yep. you make it through the bubble to the other side. And now it's instead become a, well, not now, it's been a while since we've had one, but, but in the more recent years, it's just become like a, it's a thrown together like, thing to do something that doesn't make sense. And it's like, we don't have anything for this yeah. guy. So what are we going to do? We don't know what to do with bad news, Barrett. So uh, let's just throw the crown and on. Him, we're King still not going to know what to do with them after, because we never planned on doing anything with them. So the thing is, and what you, and you touched on this, that this isn't what I said. The King of the Ring, it's the whole reason why it worked in the past is the psychology of the King of the Ring, of the guys on the bubble, that the next breakout stars, that there's multiple people fans are invested in that they want to see become that next breakout star. Like you have an Elias in there. Elias is a guy who's looking to break out. He's been used. He hasn't really broken out yet, and he's kind of at a certain level. And you have him in there. And just saying, I'm just using him as an example. And he does win the King of the Ring. And now he has the momentum that he wasn't able to get before because you guys didn't give it to him. And now he could fucking go on to do something, whether it's the IC title or the fucking WWE championship. But you start an upward trend of creating a new big name. And But that's the problem. Like I said, it goes back to the business model where they have done away with that. So it's not been used as that as a vehicle for guys. It's just kind of throw guys together. It fills TV time. Uh, whoever wins will just keep the cap and the, the gown on them and, and, and the crown and and you know we'll we'll think of stuff every week and it, it, it hasn't worked. So I would like it to see, to see it return with with that where guys on the bubble that you would like and, and maybe there's a long shot in there and then you never and then you know it is it makes no, it more like, exciting. And a lot of the names they have in the tournament like all are actually that this year the bubble guys they're all in it. So maybe and give them maybe benefit of the doubt maybe they are gonna because AEW maybe they're, maybe they're going back to the to doing things the right way. That's my hope. I almost have a feeling that maybe it's because I think everyone assumes, okay, we all hope that it's going to be like the King of the Ring of yesteryear. And instead, we're all like, we all know it's going to end with Baron Corbin as King Baron. And this is his new gimmick because they don't know what to do with him right now. And they need something to do. <laughs> King Baron. You know, you're even laughing because you know King Corbin makes real sense right now. Vince loves names that are like the same sound, like King, King Corbin. That's what King Corbin. That's God damn it, Pat! <laughs> <laughs> loves him. Yeah, I loves that stuff. So that's why I'm like King Corbin. But I'm hoping. Oh, very. I'm very good chance exactly. King Corbin is a thing. My hope of hopes, though, is that he sees this as more of a vehicle for Kevin Owens to have a Stone Cold like moment, where like they're already trying to make him Stone Cold. We'll let him win and have his Austin 316 moment, and not be the thing to have someone just wear. I want to see him go Cold Stone, Kevin Owens. <laughs> Cold, Jr. Cold Stone, Cold Stone, just fucking serve on his face. <laughs> fucking what? There you go. I love Kevin, but I think no, that's uh, though. I don't know. King Corbin's going to be tough to beat with Vince, just knowing how Vince's mind works a little bit. I mean, King Kevin that also has the same. Oh yeah, King Kevin. It's Kevin. 
King KO? No, not KO. King Kevin. You never know. King, yeah, Vince is King Kevin. King Kevin. God damn it, Bruce. He's a king. We got two King Corbin, King Kevin. What the? <laughs> yeah, it's... They're the kings. We're going to have joint kings. <laughs> Gay kings. Oh, I love it. Oh, like... <laughs> All right, that's all I got this week. Uh, we'll end it with Gay Kings ending for King of the Ring this year. Jesus. <laughs> it's always a good out right there. Uh, that was fun. Anything you want to go ahead and uh, plug to wrap up this week? Uh, just the website, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the videos we do. I got Ron Smackdown recaps on there. Uh, I got an interview that I did with Ethan Page this week and uh, interview with Big Cass I did recently. So go make sure you guys check those out as well. That wrestling sheet on social media. Good deal, Ryan. Thank you as always. And we'll be right back after these messages, guys. Baseball season is in full swing. And placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with betonline.ag. This week, I'm not watching any of the game, guys, because you know the big guy Ryback is, doesn't watch much sports, to be quite honest. But I'm not against it at all. And if you love sports and you love betting, betonline.ag is your place. Because now you can save an extra 50% added on to your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. The best part is the bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus, and please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. BetOnline.ag, your one-stop shop for online betting. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. Big thank you to John Bravo for coming on this week for Ryan Satin with the Pro Wrestling Report. Uh, as always, I thoroughly enjoy um, having him on and uh, just shooting the shit and laughing and having fun, talking a little pro wrestling. Going through my some of my notes here, looking over things. We had a little bit of a longer show once again here, guys. We had the interview, the conversation with John, I think was about an hour and a half this week, which is great. I love it. So, But with that, I do want to say I want to do give my motivational thought of the week this week. Um, something I came across uh, in one of, the, one of my books um, I was listening to, and it's just simply the phrase, do it now. Um, the power of telling ourselves, do it now. Uh, and the book that I had read, um, had, which I'll actually give you the name of that book, Why Not, while we're doing this. It is, I go through so many of these like an asshole. So it's, let me pull it up. 
the John C. Maxwell, uh, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth um, by John C. Maxwell, once again. And in that, it talks about do it now. Uh, and when you wake up telling yourself, do it now, um, over and over again. And I think the book referenced saying it 50 times. When you wake up and when you go to bed, do it now, 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 do it now. Now, if you want to say it 50 times, that's, that's up to you. Maybe you just say it five or 10 times. I think it's just doing it uh, uh, for some sort of amount of repetitions. But uh, you, you tell yourself, do it now. And it kind of just conditions your brain to not procrastinate um, as, we, as we have a tendency to do as humans. And uh, I can give you an example for myself. Uh, with, it was um, with the Las Vegas Athletic Club juice bar. I had to make a phone call. And I didn't have the information in front of me before I called. And I was busy and I would forgot. I would put it off. And I put it off a few days. And I just read that and I go, and I'm just telling myself, do it now, do it now. And it just something, and I just... Got in the truck after I left the gym. I saw the LBAC juice bar. I go, I need to call them. I'm doing it now. And I got in my, my truck and got everything all Bluetooth hooked up and boom, do it now. Made the phone call uh, and uh, was able to leave the voicemail that I needed to leave and uh, to have a conversation at a later date. And it, it's just the, the power of doing it now. And it's like, we, because I think we just sometimes we bullshit ourselves and we, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. And it's just rather than just do it now. Don't even think about it. Just do it. And it's a very powerful phrase, and it can help us a lot um, with, with daily activities. I think sometimes when we, when we tell ourselves, well, I'm going to do this later, it's important to have that conversation with ourselves. What, why am I telling myself I'm going to do that later? Is it because why don't I want to do it right now? What am I putting off? Am I afraid of something? Am I afraid of rejection? Am I, uh, is fear somehow making me tell myself or convincing myself uh, that I need to do this later. Do it now kind of overrides all that. The do it now button. Do it now. Do it now, you son of a bitch. Do it now. My shitty Arnold. That wasn't my best Arnold. It's not the Duma. That's a good Arnold impersonation. But do it now. Do it now. The power of do it now. And that's my motivational thought of the week, guys. With that, as I sit here, big thank you, as always, going through here. Everything, Wiretap Radio, Wiretap Radio, CLNS Media, a wrestling historian. Wrestling historian, let's get Lex Luger on the podcast. Going to say it for the second week. If you're not fucking listening, <laughs> uh, the wrestling classic as well on Instagram and Twitter, all those. Guys, big, big thank you to Bio Accelerator, as always, and they have the advertisement on this podcast. They are the stem cell company that ended up, the, look at that. Ended up uh, bringing me out to, to Medellin, Colombia. They're working on a lot of the pro wrestlers and the, the UFC guys. And it's it was absolutely amazing. And uh, so if you're somebody, and it's not just for athletes, guys. It's for, for all of us, for regular people. And it, people, it's, it's an alternative to surgery that you, and it works. And I'm not bullshitting you. I get, they got advertisement for a year on this podcast. I just tell you guys straight up. I'm telling you it works because it fucking works. And I can tell you if it didn't work, I would not do the advertising for the podcast. It wouldn't, I, I firmly believe in this and I've seen the power of stem cells in my body and what they have done in regenerating my five disc and, and my shoulder and where I'm at right now. Uh, and this is 16 days after going there and the, I feel amazing and it's getting better every day. I'm sleeping great. I got eight and a half hours of sleep last night and I woke up and I'm just like, 
I have no back pain anymore. None. And I, it was already getting to that point, but it's just so my back, like I feel like I've noticed I haven't been stretching as much. I do a lot of movements now because I've been talking to that power lifter and I'm just trying to do more body movements and not necessarily elongating my muscles. And I've noticed my body's loosened up and not stretching as much either. And I think it's just the stem cells going to work in my body and taking away tightness and just weird things. Because I, I got the IV of them put in me that they just go where they're needed along with the injections, the localized injections and whatnot. But IO Accelerator, they offer treatments, guys, for a variety of conditions ranging from orthopedic injury, spine and disc injury, chronic pain, ED, and even severe autoimmune disease. If you guys want to check them out for yourself and start your path to wellness, go to www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback Reeves. That's a lot. So maybe you got to talk to them about simplifying this, but I'm going to break it down for you guys. That's bioaccelerator, www.stemcells.bio, B I O X cell, C E L L E R A T O R.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. Maybe that should just be slash Ryback. That dash Reeves. We have to talk to them. David, we're going to have to shorten that a little bit. We don't want to confuse people. We want them to go go to the site. But either way, guys, BioAccelerator, check them out. They're over in Medellin, Colombia. It's beautiful. Narcos, all the Pablo Escobar stuff. It doesn't exist anymore. There's been 20, they, they explained to me there's 27 killings a month in Medellin, Colombia, and that's less in Chicago. So, and it's beautiful over there. They have the most beautiful women in the world for all the men, the pigs out there. That uh, And yeah, it's in a beautiful facility, the uh, El Tesoro Mall. Over there, it's a five-floor medical facility. They got all these great restaurants in there. There's grass-fed organic beef and chicken, and it's all regular priced. Nothing is overpriced there. They don't charge you extra for the grass-fed organic meat and chicken. I had the time of my life over there with Kevin Nash. I have nothing bad to say. I look forward to to continuously healing, and, uh, and I'm very proud to have them be a part of this show. So please check them out if you're in pain. At least get some information, guys. Don't just listen to a doctor that says you need surgery that's just trying to put you on pain pills. Surgery has its place. We all know that. I would not be able to ever wrestle again had I got surgery, though. So this stuff has essentially not only saved my quality of life, improved my quality of life, it's going to give me a chance to go back and finish out my dream of what I always wanted to do and while I'm doing all my other stuff. So bioaccelerator for that. Big shout out to Real Good Foods. Save 15% with Ryback at realgoodfoods.com. Uh, fuel meals, fuelmeals.com. Save 15% with discount code the big guy and feed me more nutrition, feedmemorenutrition.com and Amazon. You can save 20% on feedmemore.com with the discount code podcast20. Guys, we're also doing, we have add ons on there where you can uh, add a GTS, go to sleep for half off to your order. And we're giving you a free creatine or a free workout talent wristband with every order. You get your choice on that on feedmemore.com there. So go ahead and check out the website. We've made a lot of improvements on that as we continue to grow. The brain feed formula is in the works, uh, hoping uh, in the next month that is out. Uh, labels have just getting finalized for good on that and going into print and uh, being sent over to the manufacturer. With that, they're working on a Rice Krispie Treat protein. I'm waiting to get those samples in. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable. The fruity cereal protein is out now. People are raving about it. The feedback has been great. It tastes like cereal milk is the best way to describe it, guys. No bullshit. If you've tried the milk chocolate protein, if you tried our old vanilla and cookies and cream before, you guys know the taste of this stuff is off the charts. It's sweet with stevia and monk fruit. It's all natural. It, it is top of the line uh, stuff. And it, it's stuff, I, and I explained this to you guys 
and I talk about it with Bravo, I have a lot of issues with the supplement industry and I have to do my best to try to just focus on what I'm doing. But it, it's a fight that I have to fight because people, I think, a lot of people that don't know, they just look at me and assume, oh, big steroid guy, he's just making money in the supplement industry like all these other steroid people and whatnot. And it's an entirely, it's not the case. The My mindset in, I was creating my formulas to have my body in a drug-tested organization uh, and I've relied on supplements and, and started researching these when I was a kid and have been fascinated with these. I I truly believe supplements can greatly add value to your life with a proper diet and workout plan. And it's something for me, creating these formulas, using more ingredients, it's that a lot of companies, they don't put what you actually need in there. They'll put, you know, they'll put a... Uh, uh, one ingredient that that has some research behind it, and then they kind of fill it in with the cheap ingredients around it, and the supplement really doesn't do anything and whatnot, but it sells, and, and people, they buy into the marketing. If you actually, I just you try Feed Me More Nutrition, you will see that the products actually work. And it, it's just, it's a different look at the labels, and it's, uh, we're trying to, you know, the pre-workouts, that people love the green apple, the people, a lot of people love the pink lemonade. Some people aren't as big of a fan of some of the stevia sweeteners, and whatnot, but we're constantly working to make the taste even better and better. But the products actually work. You take wake up unlimited energy, you are getting what the label describes. You are getting you are getting unlimited energy, not forever, but for a period of time. And there's no crash with it. And it is uh as advertised with all of that. And even you know, the BCAA, I give you guys glutamine and I give you all these other things, the citrulline and the beta alanine in it, on top of and the norvaline that helps with blood flow and pumps and whatnot, sustamines in it as well. It, we, I give you these extra ingredients that cost a lot more money to make, but they great, they make the product a, a lot greater and you get more bang for your buck. It helps the BCAA bays are great for intro workout and for recovery and giving you the glutamine and things of that nature helps you with recovery. And rather than just making a separate glutamine and charging you a shit ton of money, I'm giving you everything in one uh, and, I, and I'm very competitively priced with the products that don't do that. So it's a different mindset. And again, I'm, I'm proud to, that we announced it last week. A dollar of every sale on feedmemore.com is going towards three square towards feeding the homeless and people in need. Uh, and I'm very proud to have uh, started that partnership with all of that. Moving on and wrapping up the plugs, guys, for all fan mail, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Fuel Meals, fuelmeals.com, my personal meal prep service. Save 15% with discount code. The big guy. All professional wrestling bookings. Bill Barron's at showbiz at AOL.com. We're looking at November on <clears throat> for all pro wrestling bookings. So if you want to book me to come in, contact Bill Barron's showbiz at AOL.com. All personal video shout outs by myself. We're still doing cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. Thank you for everyone who has gotten those. This podcast is on YouTube. Subscribe. Please turn on notifications. Ryback TV you on YouTube.com. Ryback TV. We have a lot of different clips uh, and different things on there every week. My motivational book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon in paperback, and audible, in paperback, Audible, and Kindle formats. And follow me on social media, guys. The Big Guy Ryback 22 on Instagram. Feed me more nutrition on Instagram. Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram. I'm Ryback22 on Twitter at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook and Ryback247 on Snapchat. Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of conversation with the big guy Ryback. Feed me more.
The Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment.